The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday. Well, it is already Monday. Good. That works out well for us. It is Monday. I don't know what day it is. What, what's the date today, Breach? September 27th. Uh, that's right. September 27th. You see, Ryan Wilson, joined, of course, by Ryan Wilson and, and John Breach. Ryan Wilson knows the date because he is wallowing in the sadness and misery Tough weekend. Ryan is already counting down the days until the NFL season is over. Whereas, you know what you and I are doing, Breach? We're wallowing in. That's wrong. Wrong way. Yeah, giving each other back rubs. We're rolling in some wins. We got some wins, baby. That's why I got no voice because I've been screaming out at Carter Finley Stadium all weekend. Breach has his voice because he was just patiently or He's crying. Like, I live with a baby, so she's napping during the game. So I can't he was yell. bawling during the game. He was so excited between the kickers and the Bengals <laughs> whipping up on the Steelers. There was too much going on. Crying his eyes out. Uh, Well-deserved. I see on here that we're going to start with the Ravens and the Lions, but I think we traditionally start with yes. some night football. Uh, you, you, Breach, Breach, you know what? It's dealer's choice, buddy. What do you, where do you want to start? I yeah. think Ravens-Lions makes sense. A 66-yard field goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> For those who don't know, Breach is obviously a huge Bengals fan. If you're, By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Like if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, press that like button. The number of viewers should equal the number of likes. Comment, say something about my hair plugs. Wilson's tie, breaches Bengals jersey. And if you don't already watch on YouTube, you get the shows as soon as they come out, basically, or just right after. And my voice has been going away like as the day goes longer. Um, apologies. We'll try and tighten it up for the middle of the season. Brinson, it sounds like you should read romantic novels. That's that's how hoarse you sound right now. <laughs> Calamari. With club sauce. You guys get that arrested development check. Anyway, Ravens 19, Lions 17, heartbreak city for Dan Campbell's knee biters because mm. Justin Tucker made a 66-yard field goal, the longest field goal in NFL history. And it hit the it hit the bottom of the upright and popped up and went in. And when you watch the, the video from the angle of a Tucker's kick, it hit the crossbar, not the bottom of the upright. That would be weird. Yeah, with a crossbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crossbar. Yeah, that, that's that makes more sense. For instance, when you watch, when, when you watch okay. from that angle, you're like, it's like Lions fans are like, yeah, yeah, oh, and then the, the guys raise their hand. It's just absolute devastation. So breach on a day in which your Bengals down Ryan Wilson Steelers, you're more excited about this kick than anything else, aren't you? 
this kick was absolutely insane. I jumped out of my chair. I almost knocked my desk over. I don't have like a giant uh, seven ton desk like Brinson. It is it is light enough. That I jumped out of my chair. Baby desk. I couldn't even believe. I actually thought that the Ravens might try a Hail Mary because 66 yards is bonkers. I mean, the NFL record was 64 yards. You're talking about two yards further back than that. And uh, Justin Tucker had been trying 65 yarders in warmups and he fell short. So to think that he could come out and somehow hit a 66 yarder uh, just seemed crazy. He goes out and add suspense, Brinson. Not only does this ball hit the crossbar, but I guess uh, Tucker did an interview with Mike Florio earlier or late Sunday night. And he said when it hit the crossbar, his stomach dropped because he thought it was going to bounce out. He thought it missed. He, he thought he had enough juice on it, but once it hit the crossbar, he's like, oh crap. And then somehow it bounced in, which like, I don't do physics, uh, but if you've ever seen a football bounce off a crossbar, they usually bounce out. I would say about 85% of the time they bounce out. They don't bounce in and hit the net. That thing bounced about 10 yards. So he gets the 66 yard field goal, the longest one in NFL history after he already beat the lions eight years ago with a 61 yard field goal. And now the poor lions, there have only been six game winning field goals in NFL history of 61 yards or more. Uh, the Lions, three of them have come against the Lions. Three out of six in NFL history have come That's against amazing. the Lions, which is just a, a mind-boggling stat. Tom Dempsey hit the 63-yarder. You can see him uh, if you're watching on YouTube. He hit for the Saints, hit it against the Lions, and then Tucker hit a 61-yarder against the Lions in 2013. By the so way, a 63-yarder in 1970 is kind of insane. I mean, every single one of these is from 98 or later, and two the two top ones are in Denver. Do you know the Tom, like Dempsey, that's wild, man. Do you know the Tom Dempsey sort of angle? Like what made him? What he a toe ball kicker or something? He had like uh like he had a half foot. foot. Yeah. So oh, he had so right. his cleat was kind of like metal. It was like uh it was like kicking literally with a like a uh, brick, that's right. brick that's on the end right. of your foot. It was like if baseball players used metal bats instead of wooden right. bats. So that was the the angle there. So hey, he used a Use it to his, uh, to his advantage. Now, uh, I've so watched this replay 712 times since it happened, uh, and it's amazing every single time. Now, I will say, because I'm sure there are at least three Lions fans listening, that I would be remiss if we did not talk about the controversy on the play before ooh, ooh. the Tucker field goal ooh. when maybe a delay of game should have been called. Maybe. And if that had happened, Tucker would have been trying from 71 yards. And I don't think he's hitting a 71 yarder. So what did you guys think? Do you think the officials blew it? Or do you think, you know, because the back judge is supposed to watch the zero hit and then see if the ball snapped. So there is a delay before he throws a flag. Do you think that's what happened? Well, think here's the, the thing that, that gives you wiggle room. But if everything, if the whole idea is to take uh, the officials judgment out of it, why not just double zero? It seems like the easiest thing in the world to, to change. It's not the rule now, so it, it doesn't matter. But double zero, it's a penalty. You get it out before double zero, it counts. So I don't know. Yeah, what the, yeah but the they always say, you always hear these official, these former officials say, well, it's not actually you know, the rules. official. That's it's like point. it's very, it's sort of like spotting the ball. When they spot the ball, it's, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it's a billion, multi-billion dollar industry. Like, why don't we figure this out? Here's the uh, other thing. And I, I said this today because I'm a thousand years old. We can put a man on the moon, but we can't figure out where the ball is spotted with some microchip inside the football. You have a bunch of old or, guys. Or, or what if, if the quarterback didn't get a snap before double zeros, a little shockwave goes through the in, football. In, uh, 
league's defense, you would, you know, like sometimes the bodies are piling up. It's hard to see the football. Maybe you put lasers in there, but even those would be, could be off by a few centimeters, which would come, you know, like in a note card game when you're measuring for that first down. But that's still more accurate than some random guy running from the from the sidelines. Well, hold on, Wilson. What I was going to say though is that the play clock is the simple thing. There's no, right. it's not that hard to fix that. If it hits zero, it's a flag. That's it. That's all you got to make the rule. But here's the thing: it's uh, it sucks for the Lions, and there's no other way. Of, and this, I mean, this sounds crazy to say. This might be their most demoralizing loss in, I don't know their playoff losses, how, how far you have to go back to find something more demoralizing, but this feels like rock bottom for a team that that's sort of been fighting for Dan Campbell. We talk about it every week. Uh, uh, Jared Goff is playing much better than we expected. And, and again, I, I didn't give Jared Goff credit when he was successful for the Rams. We clearly moved up from him. Let me ask you this breach because in retrospect, number one, Justin, uh, you guys are huge Hall of Fame guys. Justin Tucker's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. Mm. Why would you hesitate on that? I mean, he's the best kicker in the history of the NFL. Sure. He said he's 16 for 16 on what? What's the, on the fourth quarter kicks breach? What is the stat? Something that they, they showed a graphic at the end of the game. 16 for 16 on fourth quarter kicks with like less than two minutes ago, whatever it was. But I it, don't think Adam Vinatieri Adam is a first. He's better than Adam Vinatieri. It's not even close. Vinatieri is the first. I, I think will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think Justin Tucker also will. But since there aren't really any kickers, I think Juan Center is the only uh, natural, true kicker in the Hall of Fame. It's tough to say how the selection it all, it all depends will on who it. they're on. Who when they retire and who like who they're after but battle with. It, it was you're gonna, you're gonna, they'll push a kicker back a year for a good quarterback. Best, best player like, in his position, and it's not even close. It's, it's super here. weird that you rip us for Hall of Fame takes, and you're like, Justin <laughs> Tucker, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Best player to pick a player, the best player in his position in any other position, their first Tom ballot Hall of First ballot Hall of Famer. There you go. <laughs> I don't, you don't know how that works. Um, I mean, well, I agree well, with you, Wilson. I think Tucker is you. a Hall of Famer. Let me ask Breach one more question. He's a Hall of Famer. I just don't know if he'll be a first ballot. Ah, stop it. Let me ask both of you these questions, but I'll breach and go first because this is his night for several reasons. Yes. I'm third this week with the yes. NC State winning, and I've got nothing going for me. <laughs> I'm actually, in retrospect, I'm surprised that... Oh, and America won, by the way. Yeah, I'm surprised that Justin Tucker... Brian was cheering for Europe, so triple walk. <laughs> I was like, I thought they had a chance to come back. Uh, I was surprised that... Who's... who's... Oh, anyway, go ahead, Can sorry. I please just get this thought in? <laughs> sure, whatever. I swear to God. I was surprised, in retrospect, after seeing... Justin Tucker to his thing that he hasn't done this before. Not 66, but even broken the record of 64. Yeah, he has uh, had a few field goal attempts of over 60 yards. He just hasn't made them. I mean, there, he had a 61 yarder against the Lions back in 2013. That one I mentioned earlier. Um, but I mean, there's a reason 61 yarders field goals over 60 yards don't happen that often. And it's because they're not easy to make. I mean, uh, this was Tucker's sixth career attempt over 60 yards in his second make. So he is now two for six in his career. His longest attempt before today was 65 yards. Uh, it was actually against the Chargers in 2018. Uh, you guys probably even remember it if I started pointing it out. It was right before halftime. And he fell about a, a yard short. I mean, it was pretty, it, it, it was close, but not, you know, it wasn't good. Um, and he had tried a 64 yarder earlier in his career that he fell short on. So uh, he's tried him. He's two for six, which is actually really impressive for 33%. when you're looking at statistics beyond 60 yards. There you go, Wilson. That's your answer. Okay, I like it. So to circle back on the Lions thing, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little worried about them like this Far. having emotional 
long-term damage. I was going to say, what does Dan Campbell say in the locker room after <laughs> For this? the fans or for the team? For the team. No, because, I mean, like, they're they're playing their tails off. Yeah. And, and, I mean, like DeAndre Swift looks awesome. He had over 100 total yards, two t- uh, one touchdown, seven catches. Hawkinson wasn't very involved in this game, but Jamal Williams uh, played pretty well. Golf has looked good. And the defense is flying around and making plays on that uh, on that Ravens offense. And I'm just worried they're going to – like this is so demoralizing that you know just, so, that, that's I agree with you 100. But again, if Justin Tucker doesn't pull a rabbit out of his, his beehole there, his head. Oh, they, they have the look, bear, they have the Bears next weekend. Though. They could beat the Bears. Well, and you know what? The, yeah, Ryan. <laughs> just give me a second, guys. I've been up since six a.m. <laughs> <laughs> if just if Justin Tucker doesn't make that kick, the Lions win, and we're having a completely different conversation. And we're saying, wait a second, the Ravens are terrible. How do they go to Detroit and lose that game? So I, I think if you're Dan Campbell, that's the moral victory conversation you give, but you've now given that conversation three, <laughs> three weeks in a row. Right, and that's the thing. Has anyone had more gut-punching <laughs> losses than the Lions? I mean, they, they came back from 41-17 to 17 against the 49ers, cut to 41-33, had the ball, chance to tie, didn't do it. They were leading the Packers 17-14 to 14 at halftime. They lose 35-17, to 17. and now in this game, they're losing 13 to nothing. They come back, take the 16-14 lead, and they can't. I mean, these are demoralizing. How many demoralizing right. losses so, can you handle before you just give up on the season? Agreed completely. I will say this from a um, excuse me, excuse me, from a fantasy angle and a gambling angle, I think there's something to take away from this. So now let's make sure this carries through next week and they don't just give up completely. But Lions second half bets, and they would have covered against the Packers if it hadn't started pouring down rain in, in Green Bay. And uh, DeAndre Swift over receptions and receiving yards look like very good bets because that team is going to be trailing and golf loves dumping off to DeAndre Swift. So that is something to monitor moving forward. <laughs> now to the main course. Hold on. Look, look quickly. Debo did a poll with the comments. You can't tell the freaking lions anymore. Is this where? Look at that. Just, just a talk for. No, this is the poll. Debo put the poll in Slack. It says it's Justin Tucker Hall of Famer. He asked the comments. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. 100%. Not first ballot. You just got dunked on by every single comment. I said he was the first ballot. No, you, I don't. I didn't hear that. What's next? All right, so that was a little. That was a nice little. <laughs> how is my podcast? That was the, that was on? the appetizer. No, that was an aperitif. Aperitif. Now it's time for the main course. By the way, you know you know what Robbie told me today. I was uh, like, hey, oh, you need to get get, get put down, put that down, and go do this. And he goes, "You tell me to do that again, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna cancel your YouTube channel." <laughs> like, oh, that's hysterical. Like, that would be awesome. You're like, okay. (laughs) Go for it, pal. So, the main course. Big, chunky filet mignon on John Breach's plate. Bengals, not even a, not even like, like, like NC State won in double overtime. So it was wild. It was crazy. The Bengals won in the second quarter. The Bengals just kicked the Steelers' ass 24 to 10. Old man Roethlisberger looked like trash. He, so he the question he should have been in a wheelchair. On everybody's mind is not for breach, but it's for Wilson. Where's your tattoo? <laughs> I got asked that. I, I'm in Stanford. This oh, week. Ho, ho. I've, I've, I mean, I've been asked that question several times, and my response, as you might imagine, breach, is that butthole breach won't do his part. I'm waiting. Well, hold on. So we we were talking about an image, and then Wilson decided he doesn't want a graphic. He just wants words. No, that's not what I said. I said you have to give me the image, and I can either de- you get like Ryan M F Finley or Ryan M F and Finley or something. Yeah, I, either I, I think can, now you should just get a Ben Roethlisberger tombstone. Worse, that's to rest in peace, Ben's career. 
Let's just switch the whole idea, and, and that way I you can be fine. like, it's a Steelers tattoo. Rich, you do need to get this taken care of. Yes, right, let's I'm, let's I'm get in the game because we got we got we we're this podcast is too long. My voice okay. Passed. So, so anyway, here's the thing. Um, that game that game was never close. Oh, never close. And Brinson, you were just 12 months early. You say a thousand things every day, so you get one of these things right. But Steelers finishing last is feels like a certainty at this point. I know. I was, so, was a year early. A year early. They are dog doo doo straight up. And the good thing for me, like I said this back in week one, or maybe last week, I didn't watch the Steelers game because I don't have direct TV this year when I was at home. And it's sort of being detached is, is a good thing for me. I was completely detached watching this game because I was uh, here in Stanford watching a bunch of other games as well. At no point do they have a chance. And Breach, you watched probably closer than I did. How terrible did the Steelers offense look? They looked like they they looked like the the worst Bengals offense of the last 30 years. <laughs> well, first, let me say the roller coaster of emotions I went through, because obviously as a Bengals yeah. fan going into a Steelers game, you automatically think they're going to lose. It doesn't matter the situation. Know. Second. I mean, I picked them to win. Brinson picked them to win. You picked the Bengals. I feel like in the Wilson. third quarter at 24 seven. No, well, hold on. No, 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 no. What are you, no, what are you writing? Hold on. It's a small world. Like, can I, can I finish Brinson? Oh, uh, come on. They can do it. On the Bengals' second possession, Joe Burrow gets intercepted, and I was just like, oh, my God, here we go again. This is It was still 0-0, and I thought for sure the Steelers were going to turn that into a touchdown. It was going to be 7-0. The route was going to be on, and all this talk about the Bengals being good was going to go out the door. Then you know who changed my mind? Ryan's boy, Ben Roethlisberger. Literally three plays later, he throws interception right back. The Bengals get a touchdown, and then I was like, there's no way, literally no way they're losing this game. The Steelers couldn't get any pressure. And I know TJ Watt was out, but was that surprising you, Ryan? Did they, their 75-game no, sack streak ended against the Bengals' offensive line? Uh, it's This is going to be a bad – like, Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph were better than the, the team they have here, and Alex Highsmith was out as well. Their uh, third-round pick from a year ago who's who's been really good, but he's got a groin – everyone on the team has a groin injury. Um, someone needs to kick Big Ben in the groin and get him out of the game. But uh, here's the thing: like one of the worst interceptions I've seen at any level in the last 200 years was the Big Ben, the second interception of Logan Wilson. I have no, I made the joke that he needs to talk to James about getting that LASIK surgery because I don't know how you throw that interception five yards in front of you right to the Bengals linebacker. He is terrible. The offensive line is a mess because they're young and whatever. The defense has injuries. You can make all the excuses you want. I'm actually at the point where you need to bench Big Ben, roll Mason or it doesn't matter. You're not winning with him. I mean, look, Mason or Dwayne, see what you have in Dwayne, perhaps, and you need to reevaluate. So I think we're at the blow it up stage of the proceedings for the Steelers who've had, you know, a great run in the Roethlisberger era, but that's a wrap, folks. Well, so the Steelers, in in my mind, and this is when I picked them to, to beat the Raiders and beat them soundly, and they they obviously lost, but mm. um they have two things going for them. One, the defensive line. No, no, they have, I, to me, the Steelers have two extreme, two extreme weaknesses in the secondary and on the offensive line and in the run game. And then they have two, I don't want to call them extreme strengths, but the pass game is, is in theory good and the defensive line is good. We agree with that, right? Defense is good, but if your quarterback can't throw the ball over, no, but, but, if you pull JJ Watt out. That defensive yeah, yeah. line is not good, and suddenly the defense. Sucks. Okay, but they've they've had they they a guy Alu Alu broke his ankle last week, so he's Alu Alu's a problem. Two is banged up too. Stephen Tuitt hasn't played at all, so yeah, they have three guys out. Two is missing. Alu Alu's hurt, and JD Watts missing. When you take those three players away from that defensive line, the, all of a sudden the defense just sucks. Oh, yeah, no, that that of course I'll give you that. And 
Look oh, at this. this is a washed up old man. Look at that depth of targets. He's only throwing deep to one side of the field. He's peppering everything short. And he wasn't throwing completions down the field either. Are you aware of Najee Harris's stat line? Yes, 14-14. He had 19 targets. Led the team in receiving. And Najee rushed. Harris had 19 targets in a game where they scored 10 points. This team might suck. Wilson, I have to ask might. you, which fourth cool. down uh, failure, which, which one made fuck? you more mad? The one where he threw a check down pass to Harris yes. on fourth and 10 that went for a one-yard loss. Threw to him five yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> that one didn't make me happy. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know what you do. Like, you can't. Here's the thing, and we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers in a second, but Aaron Rodgers throws the ball in two and a half seconds, and Big Ben throws the ball in two and a half seconds. The difference is Aaron Rodgers can still throw the ball deep in two and a half seconds. Roethlisberger is only, and we saw that chart that on YouTube that, that Debo just put up, he is only it's Haskin times. Oh, but seriously, should they play Dwayne Haskins? I just said, play Dwayne or Mason. You can't bench Ben, though, can you? You're like, you think I, Tomlin is going to, they brought him back, they went through all that hoo-ha. You think they have the... Uh, he, he, he needs to actually really fake an injury for once. Like fake, one, fake a permanent injury and just retire. And walk Let me away. ask you this, Brenton. If you're Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing season since being the head coach in 07, are you willing, pride or otherwise, to leave Big Ben out there knowing full well you were going to win five football games and you personally, your record is going to be, in the, that's going to be a blemish on your record? Or do you take a chance with Mason or even Dwayne Haskins, who probably probably isn't better than Mason at this point? I, I don't I don't think I'm starting Mason just because like, we know what, um, <laughs> we have, there's a Bengals, I love it, there's a Bengals podcast in the comments, like, love and breaches dance party. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that Haskins is having a ton of success out there either. No, that's what I'm saying. I think Mason, Mason's obvious. He's the number two. He's the guy you're going to. But you're, you're, how are you winning with Big Ben? Let me ask you that. At least Mason can push the ball down the field, theoretically. Maybe. I mean, how are you winning in general? You're, that's the problem. The offensive line is doo doo. You're starting a fourth yeah, round. We should have bet the Steelers had the worst record in football before the season. Well, that's not happening. Their defense, Tyler Boyd's first touchdown. He's basically a pinball because the Steelers can't tackle. There is no reason he should have scored on that play. He bounced off Melvin Ingram. It was like he bounced off a tiny safety. He bounced off the the, the edge rusher. I mean, I don't think the Steelers would have the worst record, but it would it would have been like two hundred fifty to one. Yeah, you're just throwing away ten bucks or whatever. No, I mean, I don't think so. They're they're one and two with a negative sixteen point difference. With- they're going to wash the quarterback. Everyone of their, the only good players of their defense are hurt or playing poorly. We just talked about a Lions team, a Lions team that literally can't buy a win. And have you seen the Jaguars play? I mean, yeah. come on. I think the Steelers, if they are 100% healthy, and who knows if that will happen again this season, that's the only way they can be competitive. We saw it against the Bills where their defense carried them and their offense made like two good plays. By the way, that's this it. is one of these games where. If you're the Bills, you're thinking, how did we lose to these chumps? We or if you're the Bengals, you're thinking, we're as liar, good as the man. Bills, we're going to the Super Bowl. Week one is a liar. Yeah, the Jets, too. Thank you, Sam Bruce. Yeah, comments. yeah the, the Jets. Jets are Giants are terrible. There are a lot of bad teams. I'm just saying yeah. the Steelers would be good value to bet that. But, no, I, in all honesty, I was happy for Breach about Justin Tucker, and I'm not a Ravens fan, clearly, and I was happy to the – I am at the point in the proceedings, and we, we know Giants fans and Jets fans who felt this way for years. I'm fine with them losing. You need to change things up, and I'm not going to sit here and watch, you know, steaming pile of turds each and every week and be like, "Oh, we almost won that game." No, switch it up. It's time to time to wrap it up, Big Ben. Ryan, does that mean you're off the Steelers bandwagon on the Bengals bandwagon? I I like Joe Burrow. I like Jamar Chase. All right. Um, the best news for me 
in disguise for you is that Zach Taylor's going to get an extension. So this will, this will come full circle. <laughs> well, after he wins, <laughs> after he he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to be very deserving of that joke, extension. You wanted to make the Super Bowl joke and Brenton dunked on you before you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Jamar Chase is awesome. and the He set us all up. He said he couldn't – the football was too – Big or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, fantasy drafts. Nobody wanted him, and now he's just lighting it up." Like it was literally the dumbest thing that people ran with in the entire world. He said it. Yeah. No, he Um, he said the footballs are shaped different, and then everybody took took him out of context and said he couldn't catch. This is the biggest, largest win over the Steelers since 1995. Remember that one, Ryan Jeff Blake? Oh, was that ever in Pittsburgh behind? I think that was a primetime game. Oh, wait, Carson went Carson Wentz. Carson Palmer never beat them that badly. No. So let me ask you this. And through 58 times today and making it through the season. Well, I mean, his arm's going to fall off. That's right. His arm has already fallen off. They stapled it back on. He's out there throwing it with his left hand, with his right hand. So let me ask you both this. Now that we we've seen three weeks of this, how many games are the Bengals winning over? Let me say the over under. Well, they're going to hit their over on the win total for sure. Well, my preseason yeah, over, prediction of nine that. that you guys laughed at, and we went through the entire schedule. Okay. Doesn't seem so crazy now. Over under nine and a half. I got to see the schedule. Uh, I'll take under, but I I think it'll be nine. No way! Are you guys serious? They just beat a terrible Steelers. They beat the the Lions of the AFC North. Well, they still get to play the Steelers again. If the Steelers are so terrible, they play the Lions of the Lions of the, the NFC Lions. North. They play the Jets. They play Jacksonville. I mean. What if they lose all those games? How you feel then, Breach? Well, then I won't show up on the podcast, certainly wearing any bangle stuff. <laughs> is that a Breach original? It is a Breach original. It? So that's it fit the theme of the night. It's bangles, and it's a kicker. Got the kickers. Yeah, two for two. Two for it's two. It's Sunday for Breach. All right, what else? I, I'm just I'm just watching the one, episode of one, with the pack beating Clemson. Oh, okay. So wait, wait. We asked the Bengals could get to nine wins, but what about the Steelers? Are they going, I, are they going six and 11? Yes. Well, I'll say this. I do think that I don't know how they're getting six wins if unless to your point, Breach, they're healthy. I think this I think uh, I mean obviously the Steelers don't look like a playoff team, but um, what what? <laughs> what? The 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 Bengals, the Ravens don't I mean the Ravens we just talked about it, they almost lost to the Lions. They don't look so. that good. What if, think, what if the Bengals and the Browns are the playoff teams in the AFC North? Well, that's not happening. There's only gonna be one team and it's gonna be the Browns. No, well, there's gonna be multiple the AFC North. There's going to be two AFC North teams in the playoff. They're not going to go from three to one. You're getting no, you're right. one There's going to be two. But you're getting one from the what? South and one from the East. So you're more than likely to get two from the West. You might be getting from one from the West. <laughs> well, I mean, what? No, no. I mean, no. Well, let's talk about that then. It's not on the rundown of the order. Who cares? Sorry, Diva. We're going to go Chargers, Chiefs, Chargers. Woo, for the first, For the first time in. Well, they last week 17, they beat them. No, no, they've been in back-to-back games for the first time in oh, yeah. since oh no, since two thousand three. And they here's the thing: the Charger, Chargers hadn't beat the Chiefs back-to-back games since two thousand three. The Chiefs are under five hundred for the first time since week ten in two thousand and fifteen. Mm. That's so long ago that Breach was talking about Andy Dalton as an MVP candidate. The Panthers were nine and zero. The defensive players of the year, the defensive players of the week, excuse me, that week were Bakari Rambo and Terrence Newman. And this is how old it is. You know who led the league in receiving that week? Uh, don't. Martavis Bryant. What? 178 yards against the Browns. 
My goodness. Yeah, that's how old it was. It was a lifetime ago. 500 or better in their past 89 straight games, the 10th longest streak in in NFL history. They are in dead-ass last place by themselves in the AFC West. It is crazy. Here's the thing. You say twice in a row for the first time since 2003 that the Chargers beat the uh, the Chiefs. We talked about this 53 weeks ago. Week two, they had a chance, Justin Herbert's first start, to beat the Chargers in L.A. Anthony Lynn sort of did some of Anthony Lynn things late game. There's an interception by Justin Herbert. But they should have won that game. So it could have been three games in a row. And, oh, by the way, Breach, remember in the preseason when my bold prediction was Justin Herbert's going to win the MVP? And you said, what? There's a caveat. You got to win the division. They're looking a little better than the Chiefs right now to win the division. Although and they're third place in the division still, right now. I was gonna say, though they're tied for they're third and second. There's a team, two teams tied for first, but nice try. I the thing about this game is I mean, Justin Herbert played awesome, but again, it was just Patrick Mahomes made another dumb mistake that basically cost his team the game. And that was that interception in the fourth quarter with two minutes left. I have no idea what he was doing. He just I think Travis Kelsey stopped his route. And that, if you watch the replay, Travis Kelsey sort of puts his head, he, like, he bends over and he's like, uh, like he sort of messed up. Well, you don't usually see Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes make that type of mistake because they're almost always on the same page. And for Mahomes to do that in two straight weeks yep. was unbelievable. I thought more infuriating for me. That wasn't infuriating. That was perplexing. But infuriating for me, why are you throwing a no-look pass when you don't need to throw a no-look pass in the first half to a tight end that you don't throw the ball to at all? And it clangs off his hands. He should have caught it, Marcus Kemp. He didn't. But there's no reason to throw a no-look pass when your tight end in the middle of the field is wide-ass open, and then that leads to a red zone turnover. Asante Samuel, his second interception in as many weeks. I'm more upset by that if I'm a Chiefs fan. Sure. I mean, Chiefs defense is bad, man. And the Chargers had Mahomes. How much do we, how much do we t- put, like, because Andy Reid went to the hospital after this game. Do we, yeah, do we do that at all? No. Yeah, I think dehydration is what the word was, but the, the Chiefs released a statement afterwards saying that he's he's doing okay. No, I he's think. fine. He's, he's he's in stable condition, all that. But I mean, I mean, if you're if you go to the hospital after a game, it probably your performance is probably affected during the game. Yeah. I mean, if you told There's me Big Ben was in the hospital, that would make that would explain everything. I, I say that like the Chiefs offense was horrible. Yeah, and Andy Reid went to the hospital after the game. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, they didn't play well last week either. I mean, that you could, they just, we just saw the stat that Debo put up that they're terrible against the spread the last fifteen games. So the offense hasn't been. I mean, obviously the defense isn't where they want it to be, but the offense isn't nearly the offense that we've seen. And uh, Eric Casillas made this point: the team that loses the Super Bowl always lays an egg the following year. And that's, not, that's not actually true. People okay. say that's not. It's not true. Well, it ain't it ain't going too great for the it's Chiefs right now. I just said it ain't going for the great for the Chiefs. They're one and two. So whether it's true or not, it's true. All right. So what what is our panic level on the Chiefs on a one to ten scale? Because I'm at a point three five. Uh, they got to quit turning the ball over and sure. until they they they've done it two weeks in a row and it's cost them games. I mean, they're obviously one of the most talented teams in the NFL, but they've just lost two in a row. Okay, I'm actually I'm a little bit higher. I'll go one point three five because they're <laughs> okay. at the Eagles. Bills at home. At Three of the Wa- next four on the road. At Washington, at Titans, Giants at home, Packers at home. Their next six games. I mean, they're favored in all those games. Ravens are playing great. And not excuse me, the Raiders are playing great. The Broncos are finding ways to win football games. The Chargers, I think, might be the best team in this division as we sit here. 
Like, like, this, this is the freaking year I didn't pick somebody else to win this division. So annoying. But again, a month from now, it, it could all be sure. Chiefs. I know that also ooh, ooh. one thing that's crazy what, about what happened in this game at the end is that John Harbaugh might have started a trend with this going forward on fourth down in a situation where most coaches probably wouldn't just to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Because you could see Brandon Staley on the sideline thinking, man, I've watched a lot of Chargers games and the Chargers always charger this up and they lose. And I'm not going to let that happen. And they go for it on fourth and four, only to be called for a false start, still go for it on fourth and nine. And then obviously score that touchdown. And then they almost charge it up anyway because they missed the extra point. Well, all right. So if we were setting odds for the AFC West right now. Ooh. Yeah. I was, I was trying to look it up. They're not up because it's too late. In, in all Chiefs that. minus 150. Is that enough? <laughs> I would I would like a piece of that. <laughs> if it's Chiefs minus anything under 200, I would be interested in. I mean, they're, they're what? One, I mean... I mean, they're obviously, you know, the Raiders, the, the Raiders and the Broncos are three and oh, but I don't feel like the Raiders and the Broncos. Broncos are plus what? Paper 160, plus 160 on the Broncos. Oh. Uh, 29% of our poll, 43% say the Chargers. Wow. Ooh. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. And there's oh. no way the Chargers are favored to win the division right now, right? No, I think minus 150 no. for the Chiefs. I think the Chargers are like minus 110. No, it's usually minus and then a plus. So it'd be like, Plus Does it have to be? or something like that. Usually, yeah. That's pretty close to even. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, yes. In our general minds, as a donkey better or a you know non better, it doesn't seem like much. But, but if you went like if you would have like told some sharp person like oh yeah thirty cents or whatever, so I mean, no, they would they would yell at you. But yes, yeah. I, I agree, general with you. So let's say it's Chiefs minus one sixty. Yikes! I mean, I would take one sixty, right? Right, yeah, yeah. I so think like so. lucky, Again, like maybe put a, a firstborn child on it. A month from now, it's going to be a lot different. But what if it's a lot different the other way? That's what I would like to see. Just, just parody. I, the crazy thing is, is that they are literally the Browns punter not bobbling a snap from being, being zero and three. three. Yeah, that's a good point, Breach. Mama. But on maybe the other hand, maybe can... we should be worried about him. Prince, does that mean does that knock up your worry scale from like one point three five to one point three eight? Yes. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. So minus 160 for the Chiefs, are you taking that? Or are you taking uh Raiders plus two what plus two hundred? Is that too much? Uh I think I think the Raiders would be no, no two to one's probably right. If, so the Chiefs are plus, if the Chiefs are minus one sixty, Raiders are probably two to one. Broncos are probably two and a half. Plus two twenty five, plus two and a half, yeah. Uh or two two and a half to one. And then the Chargers. Can I get are, the Chargers at ten to one? No, no, Chargers, Chargers might be like that's a joke. Chargers might be even with the Broncos, honestly, because the Broncos, as Breach, Breach pointed out in the early odds, look at that the Broncos have played the Jets, Jaguars, and Giants. Right. Yep, and they're good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says Breach looks <laughs> disgusting in that jersey. No, you, breath. That's how you, you know it, Ryan. You know what? You should be up. You know what? I know that, I know that Breach's team beat your team, but you at least compliment his new haircut. He does look sharp. He looks very good. I you got know it just for Bengals Steelers week. Did you get the sides faded or just the... He's got the Justin Tucker haircut. Look at that. That's right. Now I just have to wear an opera. Preach's head looks like a football in that jersey. <laughs> uh, you know what? Up. I'm not even going to disagree. Oh, oh, what a big... <laughs> I'm actually going to be a football for Halloween. I'm going to have uh, the stitches go straight down my face. You paint stripes on your head sideways. Jamar Chase will catch you. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break when we come back. Oh. Andy, oh no, 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 Andy Dalton, Schadenfreude, he didn't play it, but the Bears still got their 
crap kicked. We'll talk about that next. Mm. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Browns, who... So stupid. I hate when I do this. It's like, you look at the Browns before the season, and very clearly a good roster and a good team, and they're just going to win a bunch of games and go to the playoffs again, but you don't want to buy in because the hype got too big. You're you. That's your go-to. You don't like to buy into the hype. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just I mean, the hype kills you a lot of times. And the Browns are just good, and they beat the snot out of the Bears, twenty-six to six. wasn't close. Bears had, that, oh my god, Bears had forty-seven yards of offense. The Browns or the Bears had <laughs> one pass yard. Here's what? the thing: one it, yard passing. The Browns had nine sacks. Justin uh, Fields had six completions. Think about that: three oh. more sacks and completions for Justin Fields, who was. This close to he was being held up on 20 for 68 yards. <laughs> he took 68 an absolute... passing, and then they lost 67 yards to sacks. That's Listen, how you end up with one. That's how you end up with one yard passing. Is that right? Yeah, it, no, in the NFL, you uh, subtract was, your, it doesn't take away days. from Justin Fields' stats. But oh, it doesn't take rushing yards. It takes away from the total team passing yards, right? Right. right. And so the team passing stats. That's was a good one way yard. to do it because college football, if you get sacked, you lose rushing yards, which is really stupid. Um, yeah, it, it was hard to watch if you're Justin Fields or a Justin Fields fan. Right. One of 11 on third down, just, I mean, brutal. 47 total yards. 47 total yards in the year of our Lord, 2021 in the NFL. Where I'm, not a, I'm not a genius, but let me ask you this. Getting rid of Leno and Massey and drafting Tevin Jenkins, who's injured all year, is that a good idea for a rookie quarterback no. who holds the ball three and a half seconds? Everybody might get fired. You think? <laughs> well, I mean, they drafted Fields because they were like, it's, it was the bailout option in case something went wrong. I didn't realize how bad this box score was. I it just, was hard to watch. It just sort well, of chipped out in this game when the Browns got a big lead. The problem is you're going to have Nagy. He's God. thinking, well, I tried to tell all the fans that Fields wasn't ready. And right. all the fans are like, well, maybe Fields would work if you actually knew how to run an offense and actually design an offense for your quarterback instead of trying to make your system work for him, which is what is Nagy's doing. And it's just um, like, I understand why Bears fans are frustrated. And it's crazy that. Nagy drafted this guy, knows exactly what his skill set is, and isn't trying to take advantage of it. Like, I, I said that all week. Mind blowing. I, you got really loud there. That was weird. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I, really. I said, if Matt Nagy is a good offensive coach and a decent general coach in general, he will he won't say go out there and be Andy Dalton's backup because that's stupid. He'll go out there and say what you need to do is, or he he's gonna organ, he's gonna create a playbook designed for Justin Fields where essentially it just it caters to like. Cut the field in half, roll him out, you know, give him read option plays where he can use his legs, where he can, you know, just be athletic and not have to like try to go through 50 different progressions against what is a good defense in the Browns. 
Yeah, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks. I think he four was probably he was probably exhausted after the game. Here's something he's, that he's probably minus one ten to be defensively of the year now. Yeah, I mean that seems like a layup at this point. Um, here's the thing that I was thinking about during during the Sunday's action. We always talk about Bill Belichick's coaching tree not being that spectacular, although Brian Flores is probably uh, a very promising branch. Andy Reid's coaching tree ain't exactly setting the world on fire. I mean, there's Sean McDermott, but he's a defensive guy. But like offensive, like Andy Reid coaching tree guys. I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. John where Harbaugh. Is where is he Ron now? Rivera. Ron, well, no, John Harbaugh's a special teams guy. I'm talking about like offensive, like guys who went from offensive coordinator types. And you're not really offensive coordinator in Andy Reid, as our guy Joe Musso pointed out. You're just oh, well. I mean, I wouldn't say his coaching tree. Just say his yeah, his guys who are his offensive coordinators have not necessarily made a big leap as a head yeah, coach. That's that's what I'm going. Yeah. I mean, John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott, those guys, Ron Rivera, they're not offensive guys. Well, but they're still a part of his coaching tree. Yeah, but my point is that bringing that philosophy is why you're hiring the Nagies of the world. People are rushing to hire Andy Andy Reid's offensive coordinators and giving the offensive coordinators way too much credit for it. And I, I suppose Frank Reich's an Andy Reid guy, so maybe he's he's the exception. Uh, I think he is, isn't he? No, because he was mentioning uh, Frank Reich was Reich. with Ron Rivera. Oh, okay, in, All right. right? I don't remember. It's fine. I don't think he's technically an Andy Reid guy. I'll as bad as the Browns played, it's amazing that this was a one-score game in the third quarter. Like, that's literally mind-blowing. It was because the Browns went for it on fourth down a couple times in the first quarter, didn't get it either time, and the Bears were leading this game 3 to nothing, basically until the end of the first quarter. It was, it was surprising that Chicago did anything at all. Yeah, they, they were sort of in it, as Debo points out, re, uh, Andy... Uh, Reich was not an Andy Reid guy. Oh, you know uh, Andy Reid? You know, you know Frank Reich is actually technically. You'll love this, Ryan. Uh, what? See if you can guess who is technically is the the tree. Uh, uh I'm like, oh, uh, no, it can't be Matt Patricia. Freddie Kitchens. No, 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 it's not Matt Patricia. You, Tim Caldwell. Ah, oh, dang it. Caldwell uh, hired him as the. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. I mean, that's nine and seven back to back years. He went for Caldwell, then Kit Wisenhunt, and then. Norv Turner, and then Doug Peterson, and then became the Colts head coach. Bring back Jim Caldwell. Mm, love Jim Caldwell. Yeah, now the Bears were in it, quote-unquote, early, and to your point, Breach, only because of the ineptitude of the, of the Browns' sputtering offense. Uh, Baker was high on some throws early on. But again, you know, we just talked about the the Ravens sort of, sort of backdooring that win. I think the, the Browns have had more complete victories than the Ravens, even though the Ravens found a way to beat the Chiefs and the Browns obviously didn't. Um, I think that they're the best team in the AFC North. I said that before the season, and I, I don't feel any differently right now. So the Bears have the Lions at home, the Raiders on the road, the Packers at home, and the Buccaneers on the road in their next four games. Then they have the 49ers at home and the Steelers on the road. <laughs> so if I, I don't know what the spread is. I'm guessing minus four and a half if Bears versus Lions. Oh, I'm yeah. taking the Lions all day long. I'll take the Lions on the money line. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Do, do you start Justin Fields next week or no? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Andy Dalton might not be healthy enough to play. Right. If Andy Dalton's think... healthy, he's our starter. Exactly. Yeah, you said the year 3042. Uh, okay, so Sunday night football, a much better game than that crap Browns game. Packers 30, 49ers 28. Uh, I don't, did you guys see the icy uh, post-game handshake between I saw you the, that the flower and the um, – Well, do you know what the speculation is? What's that speculation? LaFleur's furious that – 
Uh, How do you uh, know? People have talked about it. It's been reported. Okay. Look, there was somebody who's telling the story. Was that was it? Mike Silver. It was Silver. Mike Silver of NFL Media had this like tweet thread, and apparently there was a call, a FaceTime before the draft between Jets coaches and 49ers coaches. Okay. And Kyle, Matt LaFleur is on there because he's you know, obviously Mike's brother and now the OC in, in New York. And, he, and and Kyle Shannon comes in. He's like, hey, like, uh, like, uh, like said something like, he's like, uh, you've already got your quarterback. You don't need to draft a quarterback. You already got him. The guy from Green Bay. He's like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, tell your brother to call me. He's like, yeah, about that. Or something along those lines. It got awkward and like – Kyle Shannon and, and Mike LaFleur are boys, like friends, and they were not talking at midfield. Shanahan's post-game quote was, quote, I think I was pissed about the game. It ended on the last play. I wasn't trying to hang out too long in the middle of the field, unquote. Mm. What last play was he angry about? They won. No, Shanahan said oh, that. Oh, Shanahan, Shanahan said that. LaFleur said that. Correct. Okay. Yeah, well, no one was uh, – Brinson wasn't, at least. We told you, no you guys was, are all bearing the lead. This is another kicker game that ended on an amazing kick. 51-yard well, field goal from Mason Crosby. My goodness. Yeah, here's – I have a couple – I mean, that was amazing. I didn't think he was going to make it. That was He smoked it, and credit to Mason Crosby. Here's the here's my question. I have a, several questions. It was a great game to watch. Very exciting. Great way to end week three on Sunday night anyway. Why is Devontae Adams out there after he got knocked out? Like, I mean, what is this 1987? Like, what do we do? He was clearly, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I didn't check him out in the blue tent. He looked to me to be out the way he was laying on the field with his eyes, like half, you know, half gazed and his mouth open after, uh, you know, he got clocked by Jimmy Ward. I'm not a doctor, but he looked fine on the final drive. That's funny and all, but re- the reality is you have neurologists on the sidelines and like clearly they cleared him. But if someone gets knocked out, you're sending him back in five minutes later. This would have been a whole bad – I mean, it was a bad look for the NFL anyway, but the fact that that play didn't get flagged, I mean, that was literally the most obvious penalty. Why? Why was that a penalty? Because he got hot, He got hit in the head. There's a horrific, he hit, he, he took a head-to-head shot. There's a head-to-head shot. Hold on, hold on. First of all, shoulder hit his sternum, we'll say. And then helmet <laughs> hold on, hit helmet. Hold on. Let me finish. Hold on. And simultaneously, his side of his helmet hit his chin. It didn't hit him in the head. It wasn't leading with the crown of your helmet. And that's, you did not answer my question. Why is he back out there, whether it's a penalty or not? I would agree. He was out there way, he was back out there way too soon, but. He should not have been out there again. If, 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 so in college football, the way it works is. Well, that's, that's it, a, that's targeting in, tar- in college football. <laughs> yeah. He's ejected his 15 yards. If they were to review well, that and it was college they football. They could have reviewed it. They would have reviewed it. been suspended for life. No, he, he would have uh, reviewed, he would have reviewed it 15 yards and he's ejected. And yes, they said Devontae Adams was asked afterwards. He's like, I did not have a concussion. I'm playing next week. But yeah, it's crazy that he was back out there two plays later. That's I, a, if that's Marquez Valdez scantling, he's not out back out there. Or thing. If, you, if you look at the stat line, the, uh, Aaron Rodgers was thrown into one person. He was thrown to Devontae Adams. And yeah. Devontae Adams concussed or not. And I, again, well, the 49ers I, I, lost all their cornerbacks. And so Rodgers just feed it to Adams and they're just playing one on one coverage against him. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, they they're playing zone in the last drive, and he's still fine. He's wide ass open uh, to set up that game winner. And again, to Mason Crosby's credit, he had to kick the fifty-one yarder. He did it. Uh, yeah, so seventy-five percent. Rogers in prime time. Oh boy, these are anti-Andy Dalton numbers. Eight and zero in prime time. Seventy-five percent completion. Twenty-six and one pass touchdowns to interception oh, ratio. Yeah. Eesh, I can't believe they. I can't believe they won that game. 
They and were afterwards, 17 nothing. I was so, like, here's the thing is that when the 49ers scored their game winning touchdown, look, I know you cannot control when you get a touchdown. You kind of have to take it when you can. 34 but, seconds, no timeouts, though. I think you're but getting that. to the one yard line. If Juszczyk would have gone down and gotten tackled, you have three timeouts at the one yard line. And then you can just run the clock that you have the final play of the game and Packers never get the ball back. And so oh, wait, what if Shanahan's concern is that on the previous drive when Garoppolo threw the ball backwards, <laughs> he's going to do he, that that's, again. That's what you have to be worried about. So I think that's dicey because you, you can't guarantee that you're going to score a touchdown from the one yard line, but right, right, you right. also don't want to put the ball back in. Or two, at least two timeouts in, right? I think that and all. when Aaron Rodgers has carved you up the whole entire game, you also don't want to give him the ball back. So I, I, I would have felt better having ball at the one yard line with three timeouts than scoring with 37 seconds left and Aaron Rodgers having yeah, the ball. I don't know. And Where I will guys- say one, one other thing about that is that the 49ers should have squibbed kick it, squib kicked it after that touchdown. That's why you squib kick it is to run time off because it has to be fielded to feel in the field of play. Burns. Right. There's at least 80, like some seconds and the other team doesn't have any timeouts. And if you kick a touchback, zero time goes off the clock. And, and they start the 25. I mean, slip kick, the guy might fall in at the 15. They don't even get to the 25. Correct. So it, I don't know what the Shanahan is just like, is he the king of just late meltdowns? I mean, it's, it's out of hand. Mm, that seems unfair. I, I mean, does it, did you no, watch it? Does. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem unfair. I mean, so they didn't, they didn't win have a winning record last year. I mean, there, there's some questions to be answered. Can you make all the faces you want there? Uh, trying to think of someone who makes faces, the bitter beer guy. Remember that guy from, from Keystone light? Bitter beer face, there it is. They, they keep stone. Look, when you, if you're Cal Shanahan had three or four, he had three timeouts and multiple plays where he felt like he could get in from the one yard line. I'm fine with him scoring when he did. I don't have any issue with that. Okay. Oh, right, you know what? You're fine. If you, if you want to score then, I'm fine with that too. Get the touchdown, you get the lead. Here's another idea cover Devontae Adams. Cover Devontae Adams. <laughs> Let me ask you like, this, though. Just. Put two guys on him and have them run around and follow yeah, him. That, that, they, they're going to throw to him every time. What are you doing? Here's a, put George Kittle on him. Put Brandon Ayuk on him. It doesn't matter. Here, but let me ask you this. So let's say Mason Crossy misses that field goal, and then we're all cheering about how good the 49ers are. Are we going back to the previous uh, Packers drive where they decided to kick it on fourth and four to make it a six-point lead from the 20-yard line instead of going for it? Are we going to crucify them for not going for it? Again, with Aaron Rodgers on fourth and four from the 20 to, to take what was a three-point lead and try to milk the clock and make it more than that. I mean, I don't think Kyle Shanahan punt was punting for fourth and one at midfield. So, I, I mean... I yeah, and that's not quite as bad as what Ford in the NFC. I think by kicking a field goal on fourth and four, you know, you're, you're making it so the 49ers have to score a touchdown. If you go for it yep. and don't get it, then the 49ers just need a field goal, which changes the complexion yeah. of the game. So, I feel that's like... That's exactly what I said. I said that I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, but he came down and, and led a touchdown. And the analytics agree with you, Breach, because it was 79% from our buddy Ben Baldwin, that they kicking gives you the best chance to win. 76% win probability if you went for it on fourth and four. You know, when, say, uh, was, you know what field goal is the choice of analytics? Everything's coming up kicking. I was yeah. watching um, Yay, kickers. Ryan and uh, and our buddy Jonathan, right from the podcast, Jonathan Jones on uh, CBS Sports HQ with Eric Casillas. And JJ said at the end, he was like, Jimmy Grobble is making all the throws. Was, was he? That I last mean, drive, I think is what he meant. Uh, you know, he meant the last drive. But I, didn't, I mean, I, I feel like Jimmy was fine. I thought it was more like George. George Kittle was like, I'm getting first downs. I'm getting open. I'm getting first downs. Danahan said after the game that he was happy the way he played uh, with the way that. um, The Packers defense was really good in this game, too. 
But I'm with you. Like I wasn't loving Jimmy G threw that interception. Shanahan said, "Eh, that was a great play by the safety." He was missed. Like and Ayuk dropped the ball in the first half. That annoyed me. I, I want him to play better. He's not playing better. Debo Samuel's making medicine ball catches over the middle. I wasn't blown away with the way, with the way Jimmy G played. And that backwards fumble, uh, that's like ugh, unacceptable. He, where was this Packers defense the first two yeah. weeks? That I, I expected the 49ers to go up and down the field yes. after you know, like, the Packers get 38 points in New Orleans. They looked bad for two and a half quarters against the Lions. It was just mind By the way, they don't, they're on their third left tackle. The big concern was the Packers offensive line coming. That, that was not the issue. The issue not was the no. 49ers not being able to keep Jimmy G upright. He he would look very uncomfortable in the pocket. The, the big takeaway from this game is that the concern over the week one offseason hangover against the Saints is largely overblown and not it, an issue. Well, like I said earlier, the difference between Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers, they both throw the ball in a half a second. Aaron Rodgers still throwing deep. Big Ben's not throwing it more than two yards past the line of scrimmage. And that's a huge difference when you're trying to stretch defenses. And is yeah, and, and the the Pittsburgh receivers are good, but they're not Devontae Adams, who is just scorching cornerbacks. Would you rather have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, or Devontae Adams? Do I get Alan Lizard and... Yeah, you get Lizard and... and, Yeah, Yeah, you get this. I'll take the the Packers guys. I think so, too. (laughs) uh, Claypool's awesome. Deontay has too many drops. I mean, Adams is just... You just feed Adams over and over and over again. He was 7-1 to for first touchdown. What are we doing? That's ridiculous. Um, I thought... Okay, we'll move on to the next game. You know, the 49ers. Diva hates the 49ers. Something about he's like Matt LaFleur's buddy. He beat the Eagles last week. That's why he's still still sour about that. Rams 34, Bucks 24. The Bucks has their first loss since week 12 of 2020, which is pretty wild. The Rams now move to 40 and 0 and leading at halftime under Sean McVay, which is also wild. Uh, Matthew Stafford tied with Kurt Warner for most passing touchdowns. Through three games in franchise history, mm. aka 1999, Kurt Warner. I don't wow. know if you guys knew this. Kurt Warner later would win MVP, would win a Super Bowl, would win and a Super Bowl, go? and then would go to the Hall of Fame. And fun fact: yeah, that was the Perhaps. last. That was the last time an MVP won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's good. That's 1999. Oh, you write that post every year. Uh, <laughs> were you more impressed, <laughs> Wilson, with the with the Rams, or less impressed with the Bucks? Rams, because uh, I was convinced of the Buccaneers. I think we all were that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Yep. Um, I picked Breach the Rams. Okay, good for you, Breach. You've had that's everything I picked this week just turned up right, so it makes sense. I picked the Rams because here, here is my reasoning: Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay are on the same page, but I feel like a year into Bruce Arians' offense, Tom Brady and uh, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich are on the same page. They're on the same line of the page on this, the exact same word, and I, I thought that that uh, offense will be able to overcome what the Rams defense hasn't been lights out to this point. But they played really well on Sunday, and while the Bucks weren't weren't, weren't awful, uh, I think the the biggest takeaway for me is number one, Cooper Cup is probably the the best player on the planet that no one's talking about. I think Brenton said it last week; he's sort of replacing Robert Woods. As the you know the guy that no one talks about who's really really good, Deshaun Jackson looks like he's 22 years old, not 32. Um, credit to him for good, getting into the end zone, not dropping the ball the one inch line. Um, brings back flashbacks for Debo, and uh, I think there's a lot to like there what the Rams are doing and the division now that feels sort of like the Chiefs. It feels weird to see the Seahawks at one and two while the Rams are just rolling. Yeah, I mean the Rams look. 
unstoppable. I feel like that's what we thought when they signed Matthew Stafford. That's certainly what Sean McVay thought. He was like, if I get rid of Jared Goff and get a good quarterback in here, we're going to beat everyone. And, you know, this the reason I picked the Rams in this game, because it felt like there was no way the Buccaneers defense was going to be able to stop them, especially we've seen the Buccaneers struggle through the first two weeks. You know, they gave up 29 points to the Cowboys. They had a, a, a three rough quarters against the Falcons. Of all teams, the Atlanta Falcons gave the Buccaneers fits for three quarters. And it, it just felt like the Rams have too many weapons. And also, the Buccaneers can't run the ball. So they're going to be one-dimensional. And if you're going to drop back and pass on every play, Aaron Donald's going to get you. He's going to put pressure on you. And, you know, if you're 44 years old, I don't care if you're Tom Brady. If you have that defensive line bearing down on you for four straight quarters, it's going to wear on you. And it did. And, I mean, the Rams were the way better team in this game. You want to hear a fun fact? Uh Uh-oh. Love to. The last two times that Tom Brady has lost to the Rams, 2001 and 2020, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. So take that. That is a fun fact. Right. You're saying last year and then 2021? 2001. Last year and 2001? He lost to the Rams in the regular season. Is this you making your pick for the Super Bowl right now, the Buccaneers? No, I'm sticking with my original pick, Packers and Bills. I'm back on that. How much more informed, and this is the same for me too, or like anybody, but like. Oh, 100%. When you spend the entire day watching all the games in the office and like people are firing stats at you, you you, you feel like you watched every minute of every game. And you watch it at home. And you know your wife's yelling at you because you gotta go cook a pizza or something. You're like, I, yeah, you're warming yeah. up something in the microwave. Yeah, yeah like I miss, I miss, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, great fun fact, Wilson. Thank you. I Take forgot. That, that they, I guess I had forgotten they played the Rams, but yeah, you're right. They lost. And this ended the Buccaneers' streak of nine straight games with thirty or more points, which had been an NFL record. No, that's not true. The <laughs> NFL record is twelve, set by Peyton Manning. No, nine, oh, ho, ho. nine straight know. wins. With 30 or more points. Oh, wins. Okay, I guess I dunked on myself. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I'm not even sure he said wins the first time. But we'll, we'll, I, he we'll did because that's a stat that I actually had seen earlier. He's right about that. Here's 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 where I messed up on this game, and I I was all in the Bucks because I I believe that the me too. I thought that the Buccaneers' strengths, interior offensive line, and a, multiple receivers would allow them to sort of mitigate the strengths of the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. What I've failed to remember is that you can, like if, if, it, if the Bucks are a pass funnel, as we talked about in early odds breach, if you, if you want to throw, you can throw on the Bucks right now. That's just, they, they, you can't run on, but you can throw on them and Stafford and these, these, they unlocked Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Jackson today. Like now they have more weapons in the passing game. Tyler Higby was awesome. He got a bunch of screen passes. Um, you know, Cooper Cup is unguardable right now. And there's just nobody that's going to slow down this Rams offense. It's Sean, it? Sean McVay at halftime was as pumped up as I've never field. seen him like that. They're going to run through a wall. So this game, even though nobody. I think it was maybe Troy or, or Troy Aikman or Joe Buck mentioned on the broadcast. Like this game, while nobody's going to say it, this is a pretty big barometer for both teams. Where yeah. do we stand in the NFC? Where, like where, where, where's our, or where does our competition stand? And I think that's a huge like momentum builder for the Rams to take down the defending Super Bowl champions and say, yeah. And, and, and they get the bonus of later that night, the Packers beat the 49ers and the Seahawks look like poo against the, the uh, the Vikings, while well, you know the Cardinals, whatever. I right now, if I were 
redo if I were doing division odds again, let's do them. Rams minus one fifty. Yeah. 49ers plus 125. Yeah, I'm probably taking the 49ers with those odds. With the plus money? Okay. I mean, I like the Rams. Seahawks 2-1. to one. I'm not taking the 49ers. And Cardinals 3-1. to one. I mean, the Cardinals 2-1, yeah. and one, right? Jacksonville. This division's nuts. You have it's two 3-0 teams. I think, the then, Rams, I think the Rams are just really good. I wish I had... You know what's annoying is that Breach bailed on the Rams after I bailed on the Rams because gotcha. I bailed on the Rams because Breach got on the Rams. Gotcha. Should have stayed there. Well, I'll tell you what: four teams ain't going out of, out of the West, and two teams might end up going only, only going out of the West. Mathematically, it's possible, Ryan. Mathematically, it's possible. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's three. Like three's not happening. Because you, three I, can eh, two. I, I, I think there's a pretty good chance two go out of the South, one from the East. One from the north. One from the north. Yeah. Four. Which would mean, well, it comes down to, do you believe that the 49ers or Cardinals, would you rather bet on them or the like two of them or two of the Panthers and Saints? What are the Vikings? I think the Vikings might have put their name back in the in the ring. They're one and two. They're yeah, they could, they could be three and oh. We, we'll talk about them in a second, but I, they, they've had some tough losses. Well, let's talk about that since we're on the... Oh, no, we're going to Cardinals-Jaguars first, I guess. No, we're going to Vikings-Seahawks because we're, we're, we're going in order. So, uh, Vikings-30, Vikings Seahawks-17. I needed a couple of Russell Wilson throws to Tyler Lockett to really make some cash today in DFS. I broke even. It's fine. Um, there you go. That's a win. And it uh, didn't happen. Is this a sign of things to come? Or is this just a... a was, is the Vikings defense better than we thought after the first two weeks, or is is this where we go from Russ is cooking to oh no now we have problem we have questions about Russ what like what is this here Ryan I don't know like I don't know what the Seahawks team is about like, it, it's sort of hard <laughs> to figure out and they don't look good and you know Tyler Lockett got hurt at one point DK Metcalf uh and the he dropped the ball in the end zone I think on the final drive I yeah think. it was it was. It was like bad at a little. Oh, it's actually uh, Harrison Smith made a nice play on it. I'm, yeah. I'm just remembering the, the highlight, and it just feels like they're off like by a half beat. And you know, I just talked about the Vikings being unlucky. They could technically be three and zero given the way they played, not just by the fact that you played three games, you should have won them all. But the takeaway for me again is is this: like we continue to sleep on Kirk Cousins because he's Kirk Cousins. He is third in completion percentage of both active and retired players all time. He's behind Deshaun Watson, who's sort of in some purgatory. Number two is Drew Brees, and number three is Kirk Cousins. It's because he checks down for three-yard gains on third and 11. But, I mean, there's something to be said for him steady. Look, he is not – I think coming into this game, he was 11th in, in DVOA from our buddies at Football Outsiders. So he's close to top 10 talent in terms of per-play basis based on all the other quarterbacks. I don't disagree with you, Breach. He's not a guy that you're trading for unless you're Kyle Shanahan – uh, because you think he can save your franchise, but he's not the reason they're losing games. Like the reason they're losing games last week, the kicker missed the the short kick. Uh, week one they played. Who did they play? We won the, the Bengals and Dalvin Cook fumbled in overtime. Right, exactly. So it, that those aren't Kirk Cousins' issues. I think the defense is playing better, and that's encouraging. Uh, I think Mike Zimmer, as we talked about, still probably hates Kirk Cousins, but he needs to be more concerned about the defense and less concerned about Kirk Cousins. Well, the defense played well today, right? That's my point. Like, don't worry about Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook was out. Madison played well, ran hard. 
Um, he reminds me a lot of Dal- Dalvin Cook. They're, they're very similar. Running Mad- Madison totaled 171 yards. I mean, he yeah. crushed it for yep. jumping in there. I believe he was in the Millie Maker, too. But again, I don't know. I, again, I don't know who the Seahawks team is. I have no idea. And I don't I, feel good about them. Yeah, I feel good about the Chiefs, the way we talked about them at one and two. Don't feel great about Seahawks. Well, you saw- there's a chance that the Seahawks end up in a situation where they're fighting with the Vikings who are yeah. going to have a tiebreaker on them. You know, so that's that is certainly something to consider. I 17 points against Minnesota's defense. It's just not you don't want to see and that. all in the first half. They didn't score a single time in the second half. So that's that's not a, that's a fun fact. I, I have a, the, the Seahawks, the Steelers should trade Ben Roethlisberger, the Seahawks for second round pick and let him play defensive tackle. I think that would be the best case scenario for both teams and screw up that defensive line. Why is my um, Cousins' fifth streak game with multiple touchdown passes and no interceptions tied for the third longest such streak since 1950. Also, his 12th game in the past six seasons with three of the pass yards, three passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Is that he's so boring and he's just a fantasy monster every week? Did you he read is that? a fantasy monster. But here's the thing about Kirk Cousins: you're never going to pick his team to win the Super Bowl. You know, like hell no. You just I'm picking the Vikings right now. All right, Wilson, you're on the record. There's a pack in the Super Bowl. You By the way, horn sewed into your head. Thirteen wins. I, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear the stat that you read, but the, one of the stats I remember about Kirk Cousins: the last 300 attempts. Did you just say that? No interception last 300 attempts going back to Christmas of 2020 last year. 300 attempts. That's a good say, yeah. 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, that's bonkers. You're right. He's captain check down. But you can, he, uh, he, he pushes the ball down the field. He, he's not he's got JJ. He's got Thielen. So you're overselling him. Tyler Conklin was good in this game. Who's that? Tyler Conklin, the tight end. Oh, okay. He's good. He, I mean, he was a guy that... When Irv Smith got hurt, he was supposed to replace him, and then they started moving these three wide receiver sets more often. Now Conklin's Conklin got more involved in this game and looked and looked good. I, I was, yeah. Uh, all right, Cardinals thirty-one, Jaguars nineteen. I don't know how you screw this up if you're the Jaguars because Cliff Kingsbury attempted a 68, ironically, on the day that Justin, Justin Tucker made a 66-yard field goal. He attempted a 68-yard field goal at halftime. Very predictably, good to Meyer for having somebody out there. A kick six happened. The Jaguars housed it. So the Jaguars were smoking the Cardinals at halftime. And you're thinking, all right, survivor pools are getting blown mm-hmm. up today, baby. All the teasers are ruined. And it's a 109-yard field goal return for a touchdown. Can't get any longer. So I mean, it's literally the longest touchdown you can have, and you know who it tied? Two guys: Antonio Cromartie, Cordero Patterson. All right, good job. Boom. I know my kick. Jaguars are now history. eight losses away from tying the putrid Browns, uh, creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Yeah. 26 consecutive losses in the Super Bowl era. The Jaguars are at 18. The 0709 Lions got to 19. Do the Jaguars get their breach? Uh, I am going to say how many if they lose eight more? Yeah. Man, the way they played, look, the Cardinals <laughs> spotted them. Like it was 19 to 10 in the third quarter because the Cardinals were just giving them points and trying to give them the game. Kyler Murray threw an interception at one point. Uh obviously the kick six. And I was at 19 to 10. I was thinking, my God, the, the Jags have a chance here to pull off this upset. And then we just see the most atrocious pick six thrown by Trevor Lawrence 
possibly the worst pick six of all time. It was on a flea flicker. Jacksonville calls a flea flicker, which, you know, for most teams, this works. Not for Jacksonville, because then Trevor Lawrence makes the worst throw ever. He throws uh, off his back foot and the ball what, comes What was worse, the, the play call or the throw? The throw. The throw. I mean, the play call, it's a fine play call. No, it's not a fine play call. Throw the ball out of bounds, throw it over the receiver's head. Don't throw it four yards short of the receiver. Oh, on your what a flea flicker. What does it matter? Okay, I'll pose it. Does it matter? Flea flicker's a gimmick, gadget, adorable, cute play. Oh, let me put it to you this way. How many, flea, flea flicker how many flea flickers end in an interception because you underthrew it by five yards on a 20-yard out? I mean, probably more than you think. Not no, just one. A we flea flicker it, inherently invites unnecessary pressure and variance to the play for the quarterback. Before the pick six, though, the Jacksonville was winning 19-17, and the pick six gave the Cardinals a 24-19 lead. And after that, it was like, this game's over. You can turn it off. It's yeah. just, there's no way. Jacksonville was going to say in the game. Right, Flea was horribly timed. Yeah, I, I think you're overselling it. I, I'll I'll put the question to both of you again. Uh, Seventeen uh, and a half months breach. Urban Meyer still there? Yes. You're crazy. You are absolutely crazy. You are on drugs. Take a drug test. Are you? Yes. Was he was scratching on this little. Yes. Oh, you were. You, what do you think, Brinson? I thought you were frozen. Going yes. <laughs> he could have been. It was weird. I don't know. Seventeen. So a year and a half. But I'm just. Going, I've been saying. Makes months. it through his second year. And is he like in? Not present. He finishes his second year. Yeah, it's seventeen and a half months from now. So another year and a half. So he has he, to start his third year for the two. The into the summer, yeah. Because summertime they'll be hiring college coach. You know, by the end of the year two next year they'll be hiring college coaches. I mean, something happens with freaking Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Urban is out. Um, I'll wanna, say, I'll say yes. I think it'll go three years. And part of the reason why too is like, well, here's why he can't take all that losing. Trevor Lawrence has horrific stats. Terrible. He's up to six interceptions. I think, and it, I think he's tied with Zach Wilson, which also isn't in great company. But the only two other guys with the, the same number of these interceptions are Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman, right? The rookie quarterback. So you can, you can twist that however you want. So, uh, every week he makes throws where you're like, ah, there he is. And then somebody calls a flea flicker and he throws a terrible pick. And you're like, ah, there's Blake Bortles. <laughs> well, it, but it looks like, you know, that quote that Urban Meyer had when he met with um, Vic Fangio. He, he was like, oh, uh, yeah. We'll if play I play in Alabama every week, <laughs> yeah, welcome to the NFL, pal. But it's with Lawrence, it's sort of similar in the sense that it, you can tell he doesn't have all of Clemson around him. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's true. And, and he's playing Alabama or whatever. You know, Ohio State every week. And that, so I think you can see the greatness in him and you can see the big plays that he makes and the great throws he makes, but it's tough to watch this Jaguars team. It's really, really Here's tough. The thing. They suck. I don't, let's say they win four games this year. I don't think they will, but let's say they win four games. Maybe they get hot. Next year, they're going to win six games. I, can Urban take all that losing? That's my question. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, he lost nine games in like eight years at Ohio State. He's already lost three in three weeks. Yeah, that's not ideal. Not great. It's a lot of losing. And I'll, uh, let me say one thing. Like, this is masking. You can't walk away after one year, though. Watch. This is masking Cliff Kingsbury being a mediocre to sub-replacement level coach. If he looked like Freddie Kitchens, he would have been fired two weeks ago. Like, he would have been fired after week one. Like, he's handsome. He's got <laughs> Kyler Murray, like, masking all his issues. He's doing all sorts of crazy things. You mentioned the kick six. And well, let me let me explain that real quick. The kick six. So 
Prater hit the 62-yard field goal last week. So clearly in Kingsbury's head, he's thinking, oh, he's a 62-yarder. He can hit a 68-yarder, uh, <laughs> which is like saying I can dunk on a six-foot hoop so I can dunk on a 12-foot hoop, which I wouldn't even be close. You can't do neither. That's true. And, also, and, oddly enough, Matt Prater is on my television right now. And so also, you know, Matt Prater had oddly the NFL record time. longest field goal of 64 He was the yards. record holder when he attempted it. He was the record holder when he attempted it. And so that was Kingsbury's logic for sending his guy out there instead of throwing the Hail Mary. And I think the funny thing is that a lot of times you won't see coaches try these crazy field goals, these 65, 67 yards at the half because of what happened. When you're kicking a field goal, you have all fat guys out there. They're all yes. linemen trying to block. Tackle anyone. And so it's basically, if, if defense is smart, it's basically set up as a kick return. So you have a kick return team versus 10 offensive linemen or nine offensive linemen, a holder and a kicker. And so, and this is what happens when you mix all that together is Agnew was juking people left and right and he was doing it easy and it wasn't that difficult. And he just went straight yeah, down yeah, the field yeah. got the touchdown. I he's mean, like, it was he's like somebody on the highway to like a Miata driving around a bunch of Mack trucks. He's just exactly. And here's the thing though, Breach, I think from 66, that might've been close. Oh, it was a great kick. It was a yeah. great kick. And it probably goes in from 63 or 64. It went right down the middle, landed at the, the, the back line, probably about two yards short. So it, it was a great kick and Agnew made a great return. And here's your fun fact for Jamal Agnew. He is the first player in NFL history to have a hundred yard touchdown or more in consecutive weeks. Cause he what? had a kickoff return a... for a oh, touchdown last right. week. Man. Well, and that's the other thing too. If you're Cliff Kingsbury and you've done you know any type of scouting and you look out there and Jamal Agnew is out there and he's got a hundred plus yard punt return. Maybe call the dogs and don't kick it. Similarly to the Jaguars, they fell for multiple Kyler Murray yeah. play action bootlegs. Do you guys watch film? Like he they might not. The, down to the end zone, Kyler Murray is going to roll out and be like and put the ball out. It's unbelievable. Yeah, this Jaguars team's not good. By the way, this is why the Steelers are not going to have the worst record in football. Correct. Yeah, they, they won't. I mean, <laughs> Uh, the Raiders, they're 31, Dolphins 28 in overtime. You can tell that Debo didn't have to watch his crap team play on Sunday. He's wow. excited for Monday Night Football because he, he's trolling me in the in the rundown. Why is Derek Carr the only choice right now for MVP, Wilson? Well-deserved. He's playing fantastic football. Now, he had an interception to Foster Moreau, but you could argue that Foster Moreau went the wrong way. Why do I think it's Fabian Moreau? Who's Fabian Moreau? Fabian Moreau is a corner. I was saying that earlier. A cornerback that played six, seven, eight years ago. That's exactly right. And it's close. Yeah, I always want to say I'm not crazy. All right, good. So uh, Landon Roberts ran it back, pick six, and it looked like the Dolphins were going in the right direction. But here's the deal. And you can make the case that Jacoby Brissett is the same thing as Tua Tonga by Loa, but at the end of the day, they're not able to push the ball down the field. And if you can't push the ball down the field, well, the draft, line's a problem. Well, here's the other thing, and our buddy Adam Beasley's brought this up numerous times. When you draft 27 offensive linemen in the last two years and none of them are blocking anyone, that's also a concern. So there's a lot of layers to this, but I think on the other side of the ball, our big issue with the Raiders, apart from Brinson hating the Carr family, is that you know the personnel decisions, <laughs> the personnel decisions that have been suspect under John Gruden. The defense is playing great now. The defense is laying wow. people out. I don't know if I'd say great. It's playing average. It's very loose, loosely used. Fair enough. The they were 28th last year in DVOA. This year they're 16th. They replacement level, and you will take that. 
If they were replacing the level, this team will go to the playoffs. When the offense is clicking, and John Gruden and Derek Carr are on the same page about what they're going to do offensively, and they're very successful. They're doing it without Josh Jacobs, which, again, reiterates the fact that maybe you don't need to take a, quarter, a running back in the first round. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Everyone else is doing their part, and they're doing it with guys locking down Darren Waller to some degree. So I, I think there's a lot of positives, and it starts with John Gruden and, and Derek Carr, and also the defense not playing great, as you guys noted, but being average, which is enough. I feel like there's going to be a buying opportunity. Maybe maybe I was wrong, Breach. I said take the Raiders on that that early look ahead for next week. Who oh, they play? Chargers. Ooh. Minus three. Or they're plus three Monday Night Football in L.A., which will be full of Raiders fans. Raiders fans. And right. Bears at home. Broncos on the road. Eagles at home. At the Giants. Are they going to win three of those games? Yeah. Not three of them, but what are you asking? Are you going to win any of them or all three of them? They might be they might be six and two or seven and one in a couple of weeks. Last time they were three and oh was two thousand two and they went to the Super Bowl. And got their faces kicked in by and then you also told us that Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl every year that he plays Matt Stafford. No, so does the that Rams. mean it's the Rams. Rams Stafford. So Rams. Rams, Rams Tom Brady versus the Raiders. There it is. Wilson's fun fact for yeah, Super Bowls. Wow. Matt, Matt Roxbury in the YouTube comments. By the way, like, subscribe, rate, review, or like and subscribe. If you're watching, like, hit the like button, please. Just press the like button. It takes like two seconds. Um, Raiders are the worst team in the Western Division, even though they're three and oh, ice cold take. That is ice cold. Ooh. I mean, I, I like it. I would, in theory, potentially agree with that, but don't want to lean in that hard on it. I think because you're a known Raiders hater. I mean, yeah. Uh, we did the halftime podcast Sunday night. I, I kind of alluded uh, the the Raiders scare me because of how I mean. Look, the Dolphins have zero offense, and the Raiders almost blew a, a double digit lead uh, against the team to their backup quarterback that can't. Yeah, to the backup quarterback. And Ryan talked about how how Miami can't move the ball downfield. They couldn't for fifty seven minutes, and then all of a sudden the Raiders defense mailed it in, and Jacoby Brissett looked like uh, Tom Brady out there just matriculating the ball down the field. Nice. Hank Stram. Hank Stram. So it, it is, I'm a little worried about their defense. Meh. I, I think if they I, win it's, next it's week, it's fair to be worried about their defense. If they win next week, all bets are off. Cause it's going to be mayhem four and oh, the top of the division, just beat the chargers. Um, you know, obviously a lot can change, but whatever. I will say this, Henry Ruggs sort of finally showing up. That's great. news. Yeah. Uh, Pete Briscoe is doing a victory lap on Henry Ruggs already. Okay. Even though, Oh, he did. He's like, I told you he would be good. He is great, fast, has skills, runs two legs. I'm like, I'm like, that's fine, Pete. You're not taking him over Justin Jefferson or CD Lamb or Jalen Waddle or Jalen Rager or Jalen Ramsey. Oh, unnecessary drive by. All right, let's take. We're gonna take a second break because the podcast is running long. That could be this whole ninety minute. It better be. Let's go. It's fine. We're taking a second break. We'll be right back. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. The Saints took down the Patriots 28 to 13. Mm. Bill Belichick, 
surprisingly unhappy after this loss. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't like it. He was asked about Mac Jones, and somebody said, "I think it was uh, probably Mike Reese, or maybe it was Tom Kerr." Somebody asked him, "Did you?" He's like, uh, you know, "What were your thoughts on those two interceptions? Or what did you think about those two interceptions?" And Belichick was, was, it, was it three. Uh, well, he asked him about the interceptions. What did you think about those interceptions? Bill Belichick's made a mad face, <laughs> stared for a minute. <clears throat> Did like a Roy Kent. Who's Roy Kent? Well, oh my. This is a Ted Lasso thing, man. Just, oh, just grow up, just buy Apple TV for a month and watch Ted Lasso already. You're gonna. You, you, here's my high school take. A month from now, Wilson's gonna be. He's gonna finally watch Ted Lasso. He's gonna give this podcast. And be like, this is the greatest show on the planet. I can't believe I didn't watch it sooner. Sure. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry to distract you. Go ahead. What did and so run it? Uh, probably the same thing you thought about him. And that was his answer. It's like he didn't, he's not happy. Are the Pats are the Pats good or bad? I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the Pats are. They're one and two, and they're, they're a team without Tom Brady. I'll tell you that. So the first two games, it was check down Charlie with with Mac Jones, and we were all okay with it, completing seventy something percent of his passes, no turnovers. And uh, one of the commenters, his ice cold take is that Mac Jones got totally exposed this week after getting Ooh. way too much hype. And that's sort of what I mean. Said Commodore appears to be a Bears fan, which I'm not sure is. All right. Yes. That's Bears. Sean Wagner. Uh, but the point is that he was, you know, checked down Charlie the first two weeks, 70 something completion percentage. And then this week he didn't get exposed. But he looked like a rookie. He's basically looked like Zach Wilson and Zach Lawrence every week. Zach Lawrence. Uh, Zach, <laughs> Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence every week. And here's how bad it was. Like last week, Jameis was throwing those moon punt interceptions. This week, Jameis, you know, oh, Jameis, like, oh my God, Jameis, it's a touchdown in the back of the end zone while he was getting dragged down. And I think Sean, you know, we talked about it last week. Sean Payton said, my quarterback's not throwing interceptions. He's only going to let Jameis throw the ball 15 times a game or thereabouts and then let every, like Alvin Kamara do the heavy lifting and go from there. Because I think the idea is, Jameis, I can't let Jameis beat me. And the, Patriots were in a situation where they got down early and had to rely on Mac Jones and it didn't work out. And Ryan, you're not kidding. There was literally a clip of Sean Payton like yelling at Jameis after Jameis threw a touchdown pass. And that was where he threw the kind of crazy one where he oh, fell he backwards. He just blindly heaps it up into the air. Like a classic Jameis move. No idea where it's going to land. Hope Hopes it doesn't get intercepted. Somehow ends up being a touchdown. He's smiling when he runs to the sideline. He's like, ah, I just threw a Sean touchdown Payton pass. And Sean Payton is over there with smoke coming out of the top of his head. <laughs> like he is going to cut Jameis on the spot. I mean, it was he, absolutely. He looks like he's about to get sacked. And it, I swear he is. It's almost like he's. Watching it live, I tried to get a good screenshot of it, but watching it live, it looks like his like he's bent back to the point that his head is touching the ground. If you close your eyes and think about it, all up in the air. Yeah, if you close your eyes and think about any Jameis interception that you visualize, that's what it looked like. Except somehow, uh, New Orleans Saints came down with it. Yeah, exactly. The the Patriots had so Mac Jones was the Patriots' leading rusher. If that is happening. They are losing. James game. White left on a cart, I believe. Yeah, James White's cart off. That's a big problem for them because he was he was a he was he was averaging like f- somewhere between four and five catches a game. Then yeah. from from uh, mostly from obviously from Mac Jones, but like it was a very clear checkdown spot. Um, Damian Harris six carries, fourteen yards. Mac, Mac Jones threw the ball fifty one times. That's also a concern. Patriots are not winning any game in which Mac Jones throws fifty times. Well, next week they might need to throw fifty. And, and you know that. What do you think his highest? Yeah, look at this. What do you think his highest uh, 
highest number of pass attempts was in college. I'm looking it up right now, but it, I mean, it can't be more than 34. I was, I, I was 35. 35 is where I was at too. Nick Saban would never let him get near 40. See, his most number of attempts, 45. Uh, uh, against Ohio State in a um, playoff game. Yeah. And he so, had 43 against Florida in an SEC championship. And those were his only two times he ever threw more than 40 passes. 74% in the first two games. Uh, as I mentioned, he was checking the ball down a lot. On Sunday, 59% completion percentage, three interceptions. Here's the thing. That's still better than Zach Wilson struggling his way through four interceptions in the first half last week against the Patriots. It's not great. Don't get me wrong. And Mac Jones hasn't been setting the world on fire. But if we're grading these quarterbacks in terms of production, he's still number one. I mean, we just were chuckling about Justin Fields going six for 20 and getting sacked three more times than he had completions. And and uh, um, what was it, minus one or positive one total passing yards? I will yeah, say but this that, is an ugly performance. I mean, yeah, you're talking about losing by two touchdowns, and Mac Jones literally just handed the the Saints two touchdowns. He had a pick six in the second half, and the first half he threw an interception that set the the Saints up at the nine yard line. I mean, that's two touchdowns right there, and that, I think that's what just makes Belichick mad. He hates these dumb mistakes. He prides himself on having disciplined teams that don't make dumb I'm mistakes. Just Sean Payton doesn't want James Winston bombing balls of the year. Exactly. And so you have a quarterback giving up two touchdowns and, and the Patriots also had a punt blocked in this game. Look, so I'm sure uh, he's, a, he's a rookie quarterback. These games are going to happen. Tom Brady, yeah. second, second year, week seven, after he take it over Bledsoe at Denver, they, the Patriots lose 31-20. He goes 25 or 38, 200 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. He's happy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you're a rookie. Let me ask you this. Where what is their record, the New England Patriots, if Cam Newton was a starter in week one, they never caught him? Um, I don't think any different. Oh, okay. He's better. I think I they know. I think week one they might I don't know. It's not like Mac Jones he wasn't doing anything to lose the game for you in those first two games. Clearly in week three the things went sideways on him. So yeah, I maybe you're right. Maybe it's one and a half wins as opposed to just one. I don't know. I mean, Belichick's also probably a little steamy because he knows somebody's coming to town. It ain't Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 murder Claus. It's bad Santa with uh, touchdown Claus, and he's coming to he's coming. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad Santa, and he's coming. He he's like, well, you know, we lost to the Rams. Tom Brady did, obviously. But he's like, well. The good news is I only need 68 yards to break Drew Brees' passing record. And then I'm going to do the happy Gilmore horse ride thing around Gillette Stadium after yeah. I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Are they, are the Saints good? I don't know. I don't know either. They're, the Saints, Saints and Pats, are, I, don't, I don't know what they are. Here's the thing. Well, I mean, we got to go. but uh, No, we're fine. Panthers might be the better, better team than the Saints. We don't know. I mean, the Panthers beat the Saints twenty-six to seven. I, I yeah, think but now the better. injuries of the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, So anyway, Maybe a couple more weeks on both the Saints and the Patriots. Titans twenty-five, Colts sixteen. Oh, thank you. Needed that one. Why did the Colts start Carson Wentz with two broken ankles? Because two broken ankles, Carson Wentz is better than all their backups. Brett Hundley and Jacob Eason combined. I mean, that's why you do it. You start the guy that gives you the best chance to win. So if a guy with two broken ankles is your best chance, you're already going to lose. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like this game played out exactly. The Titans, did, we, the Titans did all three of us pick the Titans? Around. The Titans and the Colts hang around. But I feel like Carson Wentz, the Colts offense literally looked like this entire game, like they didn't have their starting quarterback the whole week in practice. 
Or like and, their starting quarterback had two sprained ankles. It was like juiced up on Toradol being flowing through his lower veins. Right? Ryan yeah. Tannehill rushed for 56 yards, but I think it's a record for him. I think that's a... It's high. It doesn't feel like... It feels like he, he would probably run more, more than that, but I think I that's... Guess, yeah, Maybe. yeah, me too. And Derrick Henry, of course, led the... Yeah, the Titans and, Derrick Henry could. Um, Colts, Colts, Colts aren't good. That's a real problem. They're 0 3. They're just not good. Yeah, you're talking about the Steelers. The Steelers has got one more win than the Colts. Yeah, the thing uh, is, though, I, I actually, I, phys- I, I, I literally, literally bet on the Colts that have the worst record in, oh, uh, look at Diva. To bet on the Colts have the worst record in football. It's in play. Probably not going to happen, but it's in play. Here's the thing, though. I would imagine among the three of us, no one is saying that the Colts are anything but the second best team in that division, even at 0 3 with the Texans having. Uh, no way. I'll tell you this. There's no way I'm playing Carson Wentz. Whatever is it, 75%? There's no way I'm giving no. Carson Wentz 75% of the snaps and giving the Eagles a top 10 pick while blindly chase this dumb, like, like, yeah, like your playoff bid. If you're no one in seven, you're packing it in with Carson you Wentz. You bench him. Right. No, no, you I cannot agree. give away. I mean, you, it is not a tank, it's a business decision. You do not give them a top 10 pick. You, it's a top ten pick in the second round. You can't give him a top ten pick because you because you're too prideful with Carson Wentz. I don't disagree. Uh, the Titans, I think, are we should have. I well, you guys should have too, I guess, but should have bet more money on the Titans to win the division. Should bet all of it. Should have bet, the bet house everything on the Titans to win the division. It looks so square and so obvious. I was all in on the Titans. They were my preseason pick to win the division. I, I bet on the Titans to win the division, but I've said I was bet more. I had very little doubts because. I know Breach and Debo were high on Carson Wentz, but the injury thing is obviously concerning. Even though he's not turning the ball over, but he just can't stay healthy. And the other two teams, of course, that, that wasn't even in the conversation. Debo, we don't get to talk with the Eagles till tomorrow night. What uh, to the Colts? What, what do you want as an Eagles fan from the Colts right now? No, I mean, ideally, <laughs> no. The situation that you just laid out makes perfect sense for the Colts. I would not blame them whatsoever. I would expect the Eagles to do the same thing if the roles were reversed. So I don't know. Yeah, if you would have believed the Eagles would do it. They put uh, what's his name out there week seventeen last year. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Nate Sudfeld. Nate got Sudfeld. us, us <laughs> Devonte Smith. Mm, good point. It was, yeah. it was worth it, I guess, in hindsight. Yeah, I mean Carson Wentz hasn't looked particularly good hasn't looked particularly bad he's just been hurt and has really no help uh quentin nelson being out for uh, losing the best offensive lineman in football uh not a good sign he's he's great he's he's not great he's been beat up but he really has not had help in in a long time i don't think yeah it's weird how people keep saying everywhere carson Wentz goes he just doesn't have help isn't that weird Maybe well, the problem is all his help has Carson Wentz. Sorry, but I, I, yeah, Carson Wentz is the problem to me. Or no, the Colts are the problem. Don't put him out there with two sprained ankles. But like Breach said, he, you felt like a guy that couldn't walk, gave you the best chance to win, and that tells you all you need. That's crazy to me. All right, uh, next game: Bills forty-three, Washington twenty-one. Jeez, Louise, Josh Allen uh, has come on fire or came on fire this week. Three hundred fifty-eight passing yards. Completed seventy four percent of his passes, five total touchdowns after averaging or had three total, I think, in the first two games. Washington's defense is what's not going good. on there. It's not good. It's weird. What's, what's the deal? 
And that was the whole thing. We spent the whole season saying, hey, Washington might win this division, might win the MCs, because if their defense is good, expecting it to be good, and it's been horrible. And now they look bad because they could only go as far as their defense could take them. Their defense is literally crashing into a wall. And I I don't even know what else to say about this team. Yeah, you're you're breaking up like you're going to start crying. What uh, I think Brinson and I picked Washington before the season. Breach, who was your NFC East team? I think I picked Washington. Oh, jeez. Very sad. Debo's going to win the division. I would... I, oh, I didn't mean to blow the mic, sorry. I would uh, probably pick the Eagles right now. I mean, I'm not taking Washington under any circumstances. And this has nothing to do with Taylor Heineke. It has everything to do with the defense. I don't yeah. even know what the explanation is. Jack Del Rio, what are we doing? If, I mean, right, I mean if, if the Washington defense is bad, they're going to be bad. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's yeah. a wrap. How's the, uh, by the way, the Cowboys have Eagles on Monday, tonight. Panthers at home and then Giants at home. I was probably better than the Cowboys right now. I was gonna say you just said the Eagles. That's definitely better. No, I was Cowboys. looking at the schedule to see. What oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys would be the bet now because they're probably going to win the next three games. Oh, I guess Mike McCarthy. Oh, Eagles are at Cowboys, obviously. Chiefs at home. Yeesh. And ooh, yeah. Is it first game in Philly since he got fired? Tebow. I think this is the second time around. I think they played the first year he was in Kansas City. Oh, uh, maybe so. And then Eagles are at Panthers. So at, logically, logically, you would think the Cowboys would have the better record in three weeks. Yes. Uh, what? And therefore, it would be the bet. Washington. And then the Eagles had the Bucks in week six. So Ooh. Yikes. So I, I retract my Eagles claim. I would, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. That's, NFC East can be expensive for your boy. So... Washington isn't worse than the Giants, but they are looking. No, 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 they're not worse. The Giants are really, really bad. But I mean, we were all Giants are really bad. Well, we we also liked Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's not playing right now. And we were sold on Heineke because he had swagger, a decent game last week, and then just looked, you know, two interceptions, 14 24, did not play well at all today, except. Literally, out of those 212 yards, 73 of them came on a screen pass to Antonio Gibson. Yeah. And Antonio Gibson did all of the work on that 73-yard touchdown pass. So it was like, other than that, Heineke did nothing. So we did yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, Brenton, commenter Victor Garcia makes a good point. He says, dunk on all of us for picking Washington. Hey, whatever. Oh, he missed! He missed! Oh. I had to turn my TV off. They were doing some special... Nasty school lunches. <laughs> but the Bills, this is exactly what you want to see because you've been winning ugly. Yeah. Uh, you know, week two. Josh Allen has not looked good through the first two weeks of the season. He was completing like 55% of his passes. He was looking like 2018, 2019 Josh Allen. And then it's like he flicked the switch before this game said, you know what? Or watched game film all week of him from 2020 because that's the quarterback he looked like. I mean, he came out. Bills, and- Bills have a plus 50 point differential. That's Dolphins insane. have a negative 37 point differential. Patriots plus three. Jets minus 50. Bills, Bills over <laughs> was petrifying in week one. And now feels like a lock. Not a lock. Just feels safer. Getting they're, they're getting to 11. Yeah, they're getting there. It's all about Josh Allen rounding the form. And this was a, a great start. And if, if, if you bet the Bills to win the division, you're feeling very good. Yeah, I mean that felt like it didn't feel like a layup three weeks ago. Like layup. I mean, not three weeks ago because it's like, oh, if Mac Jones can be the oh right, right. Care, before the season, it was like this the is caretaker layup. of this offense, yada yada yada. But that's these, those two teams are going in different directions right now. All right, we got two stink stank bombs. 
All right, let's talk about. Broncos beat the Jets 26-0. I saw a friend of the program, a good friend of mine, Dan Hansis, tweet that the Jets, the problem is that the Jets, it's not that they're bad. No one minds that they're bad. Jets fans don't mind that they're bad. The problem is it's just wildly incompetent week to week, and they are impossible to watch. Like There's nothing, you don't, so like like last year with Burrow or this year with Lawrence, at least you watch it and you think, okay, this could work. You watch the Jets and, and it's not exactly Zach Wilson flashes, but you watch the Jets, you're like, this ain't working, man. No, I mean, oh, Makai Beckton's, down. Beckton's down their left tackle. That's an issue. But here, here's also an issue. Joe Douglas's 2020 draft. Here, here are the guys: Makai Beckton out. He's injured. Denzel Mims inactive. Ashton Davis. Uh, the safety third round pick Jabari Zuniga doesn't even dress third round pick. Michael Piran fourth round pick doesn't play. James Morgan fourth round pick quarterback didn't even make the team, and you, you can't whiff on pick after pick after pick when you're already a bad team in a division that's historically led by the Patriots now being dominated by the Bills and expect to be competitive. So sure, I mean this this graphic here is, is so disrespectful. If you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/pick six, hit the like button, subscribe. And a comment in the comments, but yes, could Sam be a Darnold, problem? Also, yep. is Sam Darnold just fat Zach Wilson? Yeah, they look a lot of like before and after. I mean, you, you get on the on the on the weight program and you look like Zach Wilson, but the upside is you know Sam Darnold is actually much better now in Carolina. And here's the thing, you, you're exactly right about everything you said about the incompetence going on with the Jets, lack of players, whatever. This ain't Adam Gase's fault, so you can't blame him. And it ain't like this team is magically turned things around. So I, I don't. But the flip side of that is when you you worry about Zach Wilson, if you're a Jets fan, is uh, it's not like it's just him. Every rookie quarterback is struggling. I think rookie quarterbacks are one in 10 overall this season. And the only win came when two rookies face each other when it was Zach Wilson versus Mac Jones in that Patriots-Jets game. So it's not like any of the rookie quarterbacks. This this class got pumped up too much. Uh, Let Let me ask you this, though, both of you. Here's the difference. Like, I'm not worried about Mac Jones like him having a David Carr type meltdown uh, from being hit 5,000 times. I'm worried about Zach Wilson, like sure. being mentally, like I can't, this is insane how much craziness is going like on. Kyle Bowler style. Right. So, I, I mean, are you concerned on any level that maybe Zach Wilson is being asked to do too much too soon with too little around him? Whereas Mac Jones and even Trevor Lawrence, they understand there's going to be, pro- they'll have progress. I have seen very little progress from Zach Wilson. Uh, no, I feel like, I feel like I've seen the same, like a poor man's version of Trevor Lawrence progress from Zach Wilson. I don't know. What does that mean? Just, he makes these big throws. He makes these throws. It has the, the skill like, set. No, I don't doubt that, but the, the but Trevor Lawrence is a lot more around him than Zach Wilson. A lot more what? Like around him, like pass catchers. And that's my point. Like, can you get over the mental hurdle of, the way in which you're losing and the the lack of success, the type of like the mention, like Derek David Carr probably is doing much better if he were on a much more stable, sure. much more stable franchise at the time. If yes. he went to, yeah, no, no. to answer your question, yes, the Jets could ruin Zach Wilson. That is that that's what I'm at all. If three years from now Sam Darnold is an above average quasi franchise quarterback in Carolina and Zach Wilson is being traded to, to the uh, or, yeah. I don't know, the Dolphin or not the Dolphin, like Steelers, the, the Steelers. The yep. Yeah, being sure the Steelers so the Jets can draft, like whoever replaces Joe Douglas can draft uh, Michael Jordan 
six. Like, do you whatever. think that? Do you think that Robert Sala is surprised at how bad it is? Like, do you think he expected to be this bad this quickly? No. no. Oh, you think he's oh he's. I, I don't think he's even over his head. I think he's not over his head, but I mean, just how. Like there's very little- he walked into like what Adam Gase left him. It is like you have to clean up after a three-year-old's birthday party and you're expecting to be bad, but there's like poop on the walls. <laughs> there is cake everywhere. You have to clean it all up by a bare hand. And then you think it's chocolate cake, but it's actually poop. <laughs> so, um I, I interviewed I interviewed Dave Doran for a story after like they had this big draft class. This is NC State related, but he the quote he told the quote he said to me is very stuck with me. He goes, you never know how broken a place is until you actually get there. And like, I think Robert Sala was like, oh, right, yeah, the Jets are probably screwed up, but we can go in there and fix it. And well, you get in and you're like, yeah. oh, man, there's no one on this roster. This team sucks. The owner's breathing down my neck. The GM just had to fire his buddy, who's the old head coach, and, and they can't score. And the offense isn't working. It's a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not spending any more time on this. Jets yeah. are terrible. Broncos. Broncos will know about what we'll find more about later because they played, as Breach pointed out, Giants, Jets, Jags. They three teams with zero wins. Why, yeah, I think, God, why did we not bet the over the Broncos win total two? Well, we didn't know we what Teddy look was. at those three games and know that you're gonna start three and oh. We didn't know what Teddy B was gonna be like. But we knew the Jets, Giants, and Jags would suck. Well, we uh, Giants, I was like, oh maybe this is I I talk, I could that's true, me too. And I, yeah, I'm like, I love the Jets for some reason. The worst. Football game by far on Sunday. Uh-huh. Speaking of the Giants, oh my goodness gracious! The Falcons and the Giants was oh my God. absolutely miz. Perhaps fitting on Eli Manning retirement jersey day. I, I, I know. I, I, I'm the world's st- like like biggest Eli Manning non-supporter, and I felt bad for Eli. They have to go out there one o'clock game against the Falcons, and you lose on the last second kick. Uh, the final in this game, seventeen fourteen. Both defenses, I believe, rank in the bottom half of the league. Yeah, Obviously, it was, it was tough to watch. Like it was tough to watch. I mean, how are these teams not scoring on each other? Well, number one, uh, Matt Ryan is a skinny version of Big Ben. He can't throw the ball overhand either. It, so that, that's it's, a, it's a dogfight on who's more washed. Uh, well, Matt Ryan's a good. Uh, show. Well, Matt Ryan actually showed a spark of what that's he used fine. to be. Right, so, Let me back. By the way, both of these teams coming this week. Bottom six in the NFL in football outsiders defensive DVOA. In theory, there should be points scored in this game. There were no points. There was no offense. It was disgusting. Go ahead, Breach. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, we expected a shootout, and we got somehow got a titanic defensive struggle that <laughs> no one expected. So I, I don't know how this happened. It was just, I mean, Ryan said it. It was it was tough to watch. Uh, I thought the Giants were going to win this game. They went up 14 to seven late in the fourth quarter. And I didn't think there was any way after watching the Falcons all day that they would be able to muster uh, another touchdown, let alone 10 points to win this game. And that's exactly what they did. So I don't know. Uh, Matt Ryan somehow caught fire after doing nothing the entire game. The, uh, but this game did end with a game winning field goal. Young way Big day for Brees. Big day for Kickers. The, the, the dumb thing here was that looking <laughs> at this game, so they play the game. That was a dumb they thing. Play this game just to, like give people a hundred bucks and say just go home. By the way, Rob Arciero, our producer here, went to this game for the Eli Manning celebration. Oh, had, to, had to sit through that steaming pile. Poor, poor Rob yeah. and uh, Giants fans. Dagger. The just think about this from like a gambling perspective. The move 
because you, th- you think, oh, this game is going to go over because they're two bad defenses. But Arthur Smith is n- not Arthur Smith from Tennessee. And Jason he, Garrett is Jason Garrett. 25 years since last, last season. I mean, th- these guys are so they don't, and, and they didn't run the ball that much. There were 35 passages for Daniel Jones, 36 for Matt Ryan. Mike Davis ran it 12 times. Saquon Barkley ran it 16 times. They didn't run it that much, and it's still just like they just they they can't they can't do anything. Hot garbage, hot garbage. It's unbelievable. It's so bad. Would you rather be a Giants fan or a Falcons fan right now? <sighs> I mean, a Giants fan because. The odds are better that you've been alive for a Super Bowl. Or would you rather have to cut off three of your fingers? I'd rather get hit by an asteroid right in the face. <laughs> would you rather have to? All right, so you can pick, Ryan. You are you are you are a Giants fan or a Falcons fan, or the third door is you're a Steelers fan. But the catch is, Big Ben has to play another five years. <laughs> I'm going with Giants because they've won Super Bowls recently. Falcons just got their doors blown off four or five years ago. There's the demoralizing loss to the Patriots. And I don't want to see Big Ben after today. <laughs> bang, Not bang, even in there. that like button, baby. That's right. All right, let's get to winners and losers. Oh, <laughs> Killing me. Speaking D-Bay. of Big Ben, yeah. Uh, Wilson, give me your winner first. Going with the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, Superchargers, Superchargers, Powder Blues, Justin Herbert, the best player on planet Earth. Sorry that I doubted you coming out of the draft, Justin. I have to say that every time we talk about him. You even interviewed him too. Even interviewed him. Very, very nice young man. Very soft spoken. Said all the right things, and he's clearly translated that to the field in terms of being a really, great, a really good player. Uh, but the defense playing well. Derwin James is back. Asante Samuel had his second interception in as many weeks. They got uh, Joey Bosa. I said the hesitate so I get the name right. Um, and of course, the offense. Austin Eckler had a good day. Mike Williams balled out. If that happens, that's huge for Keenan Allen. Jerry Cook had a couple nice catches. By, by the way, on the Mike Williams thing, I don't know if anybody is aware of this. From a, they have completely changed his role in the offense. His A dot is way lower, and he's like he's a he's not just this big deep touchdown threat. If if for any reason someone wants to trade him to you in fancy and thinks they're selling high, bye bye bye. Sorry, and Tony Romo actually said this to uh, to Ek Eric Casillas on HQ after the game. He said what they're doing is they're lining up three guys on the right and putting Mike Williams on the left by himself. And if he gets man-to-man coverage, Justin Herbert is throwing jump balls to him, and he's going to come down with it, and, and that's what we've seen. But I think this portends thing, uh, good things for the Chargers going forward in terms of their quest to win a division title. And my bowl prediction coming true breach that Justin Herbert's going to win the MVP. Justin Herbert might win the MVP unless my winners for the week wins MVP. And my winner is Justin Tucker and yes. kickers. Happy. All kickers are my winner this week. Uh, obviously, we saw Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal, the longest field goal in NFL history. But let's not forget the Raiders won because their kicker, Daniel Carlson, hit a game-winning field goal in overtime. The Falcons won because their kicker, Young Way Q, hit a field goal in the fourth quarter on the final play. Uh, the Packers won because Mason Crosby hit a 51-yard field goal at the gun. And you know what? There's even more. Chase McLaughlin hit a 57-yard field goal for the Browns. The Browns have existed since 1946. That was the longest field goal ever kicked in a home game for Cleveland. And Dustin Hopkins, lest we forget, recovered his own kickoff, which was literally the only highlight that Washington had against the Bills. Mm. That's it. My winner, John Breach. 
Thanks, Prince. No, I'm just kidding. You're not my winner. But uh, <laughs> you, you, big, big week for you. For your brand. Very, very excited. I'm, I'm very glad that NC State pulled that every time. Double overtime victory off. I couldn't. Because Wilson looks. Wilson's happy because he's, you know, away from his family. In a hotel. Because the podcast yeah. is almost over. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're all happy for various reasons. Uh, but you're, saying that, you're saying that you would pass progressively hate the idea of state losing and breach having success. I just would have be. I would have slept till one p.m. today and just been miserable. And oh, I see. Okay. Would have talked to my family and. Snapped. That's less about breach, more about the NC State. It's basically like, <laughs> a, like a, the win or loss ratio can swing a hangover from, or like, like, like if like I woke up today, I was like. My this coffee tastes amazing. Hells, everybody doing. I want some hugs. Like I was up early. I was if we'd lost, I was slept late and just like Being grumpy. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, Breach said his winner was going to cause your winner not to win MVP, but it's my winner who's going to take that MVP, and that's my guy Matthew Stafford oh, in the Rams. I keep I picked against him and the I keep, I keep I picked against him with the Buccaneers. That was stupid. They're at home. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay's fired up. Stafford is throwing bombs. Cooper Cup, he and Cooper Cup have this mind melt going on. Cup is unstoppable and it, it can't, it can't, it can't, nobody can guard him. Uh, Sony Michelle's actually running pretty well. Maybe we'll get Daryl Henderson back. Andrew Whitworth recovering fumbles, blocking for everybody. Robert Woods needs to get a little bit more involved and unlock Deshaun Jackson. I think Stafford is live for the MVP right now, especially if the 49ers are not going to close out or not going to use Trey Lance and the Seahawks. If the Rams win that division and win 13, 14 games, it's Stafford MVP season, baby. And when Stafford wins the MVP, just like Kurt Warner in 99, and then wins the Super Bowl and then wins the Super Bowl MVP, you know where else he's going? Where? Canton. Disney World because it's five At minutes Disney World, down the road. Go to Canton, and then yeah. I'm going to dunk on every fool who questioned me when I said it was happening. He's going to Canton to see Justin Tucker getting ducked in first ballot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's going he's to be he's going to get in the hall three more just like retires. Uh, who's your loser, Wilson? Uh, Big Ben. I've seen enough of Big Ben, and in the immortal words of Joe Musso, our coworker today, describing Big Ben, he's like he's a bag of milk. And that's exactly <laughs> perfect description. <laughs> I love it. Oh Bag of milk deserves to be on the bench while you put Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or Josh. No, I don't care who you put out there. Let Juju Smith Schuster play quarterback. I've seen enough. We have to move on. I love all you've done for the Steelers. You're going to the Hall of Fame, but it's a wrap, my man. So <laughs> sit, sit yourself on the bench and, and let's move on. Musa, if you're watching this, when you wake up in the morning and schedule a tweet, just send out Ben Roethlisberger looks like a bag of milk. I'm <laughs> literally going to start. Else. Just send that out. I'm going to start calling everyone a bag of milk. That's bag amazing. Bag of milk. <laughs> Do you know how insulting that is? Yeah, it's not, it's not a compliment. It's too floppy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like those, those plastic uh, bags you used to get at the grocery store before they went all paper. Fill that out with milk and like put a number seven on it. That's Ben Roethlisberger. Uh Gotta imagine him week, 17, this. week 18, Ben's going to look like a bag of milk that's been sitting on the sidewalk in Phoenix for a few days. You know who else is a bag of milk? The Seattle Seahawks, because they are my loser for the week. Look, they went into Minnesota. The Vikings didn't even have Dalvin Cook. The Vikings were trying to serve up a free win for the Seahawks. They couldn't even take it. They let Madison run all over them. Uh, and you know what? I don't know what the Seahawks do at halftime. Because they have looked absolutely atrocious 
in the second half this year. I, maybe Pete Carroll needs to hire a professional writer to uh, give him some sort of halftime speech to give to his team because you guys want a fun fact in this spiel? The Seahawks have zero third quarter points this season. That is the sign. That is why they might lose her. Uh, they blew a lead last week, lost in overtime. They couldn't score any points in the second half this week. So if the Seahawks don't figure out how to score in the second half, guys, I don't think they're going to be good this season. I, I didn't hear a single word you said. I've been trying to stop laughing. It's because you're such a bag of milk. milk. I've been trying to stop laughing. Somebody called me a thumb one time. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Princeton, you're a bag of thumbs. A, yeah, bag of thumbs. A bag of milk with a thumb on top. I'm probably a little bit milk baggish. Um, my loser. Oh, I didn't mean to do this. Very brandy, but um, Chicago Bears. So if I'm doing the math correctly, and I've had to carry some numbers here. And I think I am. And I think I am. Like he has freaking uh, stat page list, but they had less than 50 total yards in a football game. One pass yard. (laughs) One pass yard. Nice. They did it. They did it after. The guy that they were desperately wanted benched, Andy Dalton, couldn't play because he was hurt. So the rookie quarterback they drafted early came in and was terrible against the Browns. It wasn't his fault. He was running for his life. Of course not. But that's you, you talked about your concerns with Zach Wilson. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I'm more worried about Justin Fields than Zach Wilson. He's his no offensive line. He has one good receiver in Allen Robinson who doesn't want to be there and is going to get the F out as soon as he can. He has a defense that is not as good as it was a few years ago. Khalil Mack left the game. And he has a GM who, if they win eight-plus games, is probably getting an extension and a head coach who won't cater to his offensive skill set. That's a big freaking problem. So the Bears are a big loser for me. Any other thoughts on the week? Oh, you guys froze for a second. I thought I was. I thought you guys just bonked out. Yeah. Maybe it's freezing. That was Ryan purposely making his computer freeze because he wants what the is podcast this to end. Nonsense. What year? What year is that? Because that's my old handle. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, but everyone agrees. If you got one game, you take. Oh, look at that! Right, thank you, Debo. How's that a double? <laughs> First of all, who's sending that to Debo? Right, he didn't look at it himself. Or you looking at my staff, Diva? What, what, how did that happen? Oh, he's getting more. Oh, come on! <laughs> oh, well done, Matt Stafford is just dehydrated from all the ham. Wrote Will Brinson at one. I don't, even think, what, I don't even know what that means. That, the lead all my old tweets. Hey, that's <laughs> how I feel reading ninety-seven percent of your tweets. Like, what is he talking about? Diva. Matthew Stafford must think you can score points by hitting. <laughs> <defense. laughs> oh, ho, ho. up high, down hard. That is a Will Brinson right, tweet. From, ever. We'll see you later. That's, <laughs> that's how Debo ends the show. He gets you. That's <laughs> Debo, Debo. By the way, Debo is real HR, man. What the hell? Debo is the real winner tonight. Go Eagles. First of all, wait, 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 does that mean that Wilson was saying you you would take Stafford over Will, over Romo? That you know when we were talking about that was the Cowboys Lions playoff game. Don't backtrack now. It's too late. No, I'm saying that's when we would have been talking about it. Well, I was all in on our co-worker, Tony Romo, and you can be able to. Clearly, you were in on Stafford. Don't try to turn the tables. Don't try to gaslight me. It's a wrap. Diva, what you got looking for? uh, Whatever. We'll talk about it offline. That's that's a recording. All right, that's it.
It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.